0: welcome everyone to another episode of the fake nerd podcast i am brandon t mcclure uh with me as always and only uh today uh strangely enough it is just two people on the fake nerd podcast you've heard my voice you've seen my face now here is ben magnets
1: where where did everyone go is is it just us Is it just like in the olden days of the fake nerd podcast
0: Yes, long-time listeners, long-time watchers will probably remember that we uh, started the show, uh, you know, and then it blossomed out into the show that you now see. But initially, the first two episodes were just myself and Ben, and we are back to that uh, because, frankly, Ryan needed a break. He has a busy work schedule, and things are, are hectic for him, and and
1: Sparks is still on his honeymoon. Yep, so, so it's just going to be the two of us. Not, I mean, to be perfectly honest, not to say that this is that sparks and ryan being gone is a bad thing because it totally isn't i will say it gives me sorry for the noise downstairs it gives me a bit of nostalgia for the Mm. fact that it's just you and i doing the show It just like some memories have flashbacks some of them good some of them not good not us doing the show the other stuff that was around going around during that time so
0: for 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 people uh for people based on behind the scenes stuff i won't get too into the details of it all but we were just talking about the early days of the podcast and kind of the rocky start that we had um i will only say if we had stayed under
1: our original management we would not be here today not even close that yeah ooh, yeah. yeah even what i was even this part of my week out this week, uh, this past weekend, yesterday especially, I was at my Dungeon Master's house because he won a, a board game night with some of his players. So myself and Fanny went and then he asked myself and Grayson what happened to that past podcast. And let me tell you, when we told him that it was a saga and we'll tell him after we finished the game, we kind of hurried through the rest of the game so they could so we can give them story time. It was fun. That's fun. How, how did your game night go? It went great. I had a blast. Good.
0: Uh, t- I'm actually going to talk about d and dark soon. Um, so why don't we? Why don't we segue? Segue nice? By the way, you know, it, it, I was actually really happy. Normally, when it's just two people, uh, if it's just myself or Sparks or Ben and Sparks or any combination of two people, oftentimes we'll just be like, you know, well, let's just skip. Let's just skip the show. I'm actually glad, Ben, that you decided not to skip the show this week because this is this is. I think this is gonna this will be a short little palate cleanser. We don't really have a big movie to talk about either. We're talking about Cocaine Bear, so
1: (laughs) no, 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 don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Or Um, do no, Uh, yeah. Actually, because when you asked me if we want to do the show, because I had just come back home from seeing Cocaine Bear, I was like, I already saw the movie. I want to talk about it. So let's just go ahead. If I had yet to see the movie. I might have said otherwise, but yeah. yeah. Uh, do right, you well, want to start with your week or do you want me to start off with my week? I want to start with links,
0: Ben. Oh
1: my God, I forgot about the links.
0: Because we have a lot of links in the description below. Um, a lot of really fun links in the description below. I'm actually going to talk about the stuff with the network before I get into the more personal stuff because it's all Ben. Um, so we're going to talk about um, the uh, the the stuff on the network. Uh, such as our cinephiles cinephiles for those of you who missed the the big announcement that i do there's an announcement on twitter for listeners on the twitter and instagram for listeners who want to go check that out cinephiles is not a new show it's going to be a new kind of brand uh think vertigo and dc you know that kind of thing it's um we're we're going to put all of our movie reviews and things like that so there's a bunch of movie reviews that have dropped on cinephiles that you can find below such as our Ant Man and the Wasp Mania review that is now individually uploaded as a Cinephile where you can find that an audio and video. Scream three and four sorry scream three and scream and in Uh those are available. You can find those together as one video uh, one and one audio um episode. Yeah episode. Um, you can check out both of those uh down 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 there below but the big one was that our our five cream our scream five uh review is now up individually as a cinephile we we did not record that as an episode it was difficult to find find the space for it so it is its own episode and that's what cinephiles will be as well it'll be a, what we used to call review
1: specials will now be cinephiles and so you'll uh, be able
0: to check it out there
1: honestly cinephiles is a cooler name anyway I think so too. <laughs> to be, it's like NFMP review special. I mean, it it is cool, but now that we have the name cinephile, it's like, wow that's actually a lot better than what we used to call
0: them. Yeah. And just, and just kind of giving credit where it's due, because this was Sparks's idea. This is Sparks's idea because we have uh, a lot of things we want to talk about this, this, this year and a lot of things that we want to do in general. And it just kind of gave us the space to do so. And, and uh, the schedule to do so. And I think uh, it's a really good idea and, and you can check it out. It's it's down below, but yes, our, our five cream episode, our screen, our scream five episode is there, uh, you know, getting ready for Screevy scream six. That's next week.
1: There was a trailer for Scream 6 in my showing of Cocaine Bear, and I will not lie, I was like, man, I'm so glad I saw all the Scream films, because when Gail was talking to the person on the phone, and she says, you were like the 10th person to do this. I'm like, yes, because there's only been nine killers this far. Oh, my God. I I'm getting-, getting all the references. I understand
0: them all. And we, and we, it, part of that episode, by the way, that, that Five Cream episode is a, a ranking of the killers. We mm-hmm. rank all the killers. So that's, that was fun. Yep um so yes audio and video as well the fake Nerds watch audio feed is still going guys you can check out you can uh spend's ben, ben's roommates are, are loud today um you can check out uh fake watch audio feed that's linked below the only thing that really went up uh, from the last time i announced it was our book of boba fett review special uh we did that as one episode because that show was awful um <laughs> <laughs> you can check it out uh what we had to say about the book of boba fett um you know if you want to know what we thought about everything going up to leading up to the mandalorian season three uh check that out we're not sure just kind of inside baseball we're not sure how we're going to be discussing mandalorian season three we will but we're all kind of like maybe we
1: wait because
0: i'm not did you watch it yet
1: Ben? i have yeah i have watched it um We'll wait for you. I'll wait for your week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I'll talk about during my week.
0: Um, so there's that. Um, there's an Animation Station episode. Uh, Ryan and Sparks did an Animation Station episode on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, I will speak for them and say that they really liked the show and they did a they did a, a really positive review about it. You can check that out on audio and video in the description below. The Animation Station episodes will now be audio, uh, in the Fickner podcast feed. If you haven't caught on yet, there will not be an independent animation station feed like there is for Basement Arcade Pause Menu or Conversation or Miscellaneous or Ficknards Watch. We have a lot of shows. We do. We really do. <laughs> oh, speaking of Conversation, I can now say. Is it come conver- back? Come back? Conversation, conversation Season 2 will drop in April.
1: Woo! about bloody time i would say okay no that's mean because you were busy you had a lot of shit going on not about bloody time i am happy it's coming back because for for a hot second i was a little scared that you were gonna trunk it and i'm glad you did it because i i not and i'm not saying this because i was on the show or will be on the show twice um (laughs) i really do enjoy your conversations i really think that when you bring guests on you talk about their fandoms how they explore fandom and i think every single person you've had had on Myself excluded, has given some amazing insights into how they've gotten to and how they interact with fandom. So I say I'm glad it's coming back. I'm excited, though um, it was worth the wait. I'm really
0: happy to hear you say that. I, I I considered ending this season prematurely, but I but I I pushed on and I and I and I recorded eleven out of twelve episodes. I I will record a twelfth episode tomorrow at the time of this recording. Nice. Um, so I am very confident in saying that it is. Uh, it is going to be out in April. I don't know when in April yet. I've got a date in mind, but it's, it will be April um, mm-hmm. for conversation season two. For those of you who don't know conversation uh, because you know we, we've gotten a lot of listeners since uh, I had that show on the air. Um, but we for those of you who don't know, conversation is a spinoff of, that I do on my own uh, where I talk to podcasters about their fandom journeys and kind of uh, what uh, what led them to their podcast, how their podcast has influenced their views on fandom it's a show that i really enjoyed doing and it's a show i had to shell for a while and uh, season two was very difficult uh was very difficult to get through uh because my dad died in the middle of recording it and uh finding podcasters (laughs) is not easy um especially because we're a small show by the way thank you for 250 subscribers on youtube we just passed that milestone awesome very cool um you know, it's it's, it's it's very difficult to find people to be on the show, but I've got a lot of really great guests this season, and it and, and I'm so excited for people to to, to see it. I, Karis Lunn from season one comes back to talk about her show, Journey into Fandom. Um, ben Magnus comes back on the show uh, with a twist, I will say, only that. Um, Ryan, I recorded an episode with Ryan. Our co-host Ryan Eliopoulos, uh, which was a really good episode. I'm really excited for you guys and uh, sir, uh, a big name surprise that I can't wait to announce. Uh, that I won't say now. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. Uh, just gotta, just gotta start editing it, and you'll see it soon. You'll hear uh, it soon. Sorry, I'm only ex- audio. Only audio.
1: I'm excited for you, buddy. And I thought I was making waves with pause because I just got, I got an email right before recording from someone who I reached out to, wondering if they want to come on the show and. He just messaged me back and said, Yeah, I can't wait. I'd love to go come on your show if you're still well, if you still want me. I'm like, Yes, please. Well, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna say that
0: conversation is bigger than positive it's not by the way basement i keep positive for those of you who don't know is our biggest show it is our most popular show it is the, it is the show that gets us the most viewers unless you're black adam in which case you've almost passed <laughs> ten thousand views
1: i don't know what the hell happened there uh, i guess just me coming up straight up out of the gate saying it, the movie was mid and people liked that or they're like waiting to see my hot take i'm surprised i haven't gotten a lot of hate on the internet for it yet
0: who knew it's wild that 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 episode has done so well um it's you know um but yeah so it's a conversation and not a particularly successful show but it is one that i really enjoy doing um and because i really enjoyed doing season two as hard as it was and and i will will admit it was very difficult uh, i am happy to say i am starting work on season three
1: yay so
0: there will be more conversation that's awesome bro Thank you. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's all the, that's all the show stuff. That's all the show stuff. So let's get into some real quick stuff that we've done personally. I uh, I've got my CBR link, uh, in the description below. I've got a few things on there. If you want to check them out, I, I did not publish anything new this week, but you can check out my back catalog. There's some pretty good stuff. Um, and, uh, but Ben has three links in the description, as always. Oh, no um, hell. <laughs> two, two episodes of
1: Grayson Live. A new yep. game this time. A new, new game. New game this time. New game this time. So I believe I mentioned it before. But if I haven't, the new game that Grayson and I are playing. Well, actually, Grayson's not playing it. I'm playing it. I'm the one who's playing it on his channel. I am playing Mega Man X4. A um, little little history nugget Mega Man X4 was the first Mega Man X game I ever played and also it's kind of ipso facto my favorite Mega Man X game. I absolutely love it. And we're playing it on his channel and it's it's a good time. It's it's really fun. It's awesome. And yeah. D and Dark. Now, let me
0: uh, real course. quickly before you talk about D and Dark. I would like to say because I caught up on D and Dark. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, this week, it, it is very good. Um, I really enjoyed listening to that show and I am so happy for you to have that group of people. Um, I won't say much more about why I know them a little bit better than probably listeners would. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy for you that you have the show and it's a very good show. Um, uh, I think, I think it is desperately needed for you. And I'm glad you have it. Why well, I think, why well, thank you. So what'd you think of the last episode? Very good, very good. I, I I really I really enjoy what what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, because uh, the episode that just came out, that's when. Um, so spoilers for Dean Dark. If you haven't caught up with Dean Dark, just cover yours for the next five minutes. Because um, Larry, our warlock, just turned into the werewolf, mm-hmm. and instead of this grand anime fight scene that I thought was going to happen, I get my ass handed to me. <laughs> oh did. my! It was very funny. God. I it, I my dumbass thought oh like. Inside baseball, but from the uh from the the cliffhanger where I yell, let's dance, and the way Dan edited that, I was like, Oh, that's so good. I must I rewound it a few times and listen to it because I thought it was so funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To the point to the week, like we waited two weeks to get back into the session because we had something come up and we had to wait two weeks until we could get together and record another session. And I was just so excited. I was like, this is going to be a big anime showdown. It's going to be like Attack on Titan. It's going to be this huge thing. And the second Dan said, okay, Ben, you do four points of bludgeoning damage, but the wolf has resistance, so it's half, so you do two points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, wolf, you're magic, so my my bludgeoning and slashing resistance gets negated, and I take 20 points of damage in the span of a turn, I go oh no <laughs> yeah he has a bad luck with the, with that one it's kind of like those memes of where you hear like the opening to the lion sleeps tonight where something bad's about to happen and it goes Ee-ee-ee-ee-ee. oh like with the like with the lion that opens the door yeah 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 <laughs> so good <laughs> it's like after when the wolf charges at me i just go <laughs> my eyes just bugger up but yeah, um...
0: Grayson. Grayson has a lot of fun moments in his in, in his subplot in that episode because he's oh, yeah. he's hallucinating.
1: <laughs> Poor guy has something called the Fell Feral Fever, and he's just hallucinating everything. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I, I really enjoy.
0: Oh, and then and then what is it? Emotep and uh, the Phantom do? Beauty and the Beast in that yep. episode. <laughs> they do. Yeah, very good. I really <laughs> enjoy your show. It's ver- it's very fun. I, uh... My
1: compliments to your crew. There is one one thing that just recently happened. Uh, we recorded it two recordings ago or one recording ago because we recorded it again today. It's gonna not. It's not gonna be on for a while. It's still a little ways down the road, sadly. But there is a moment that after I recorded it, I want to talk to you about so bad. But I know you listen to the show, so I can't tell you what it is because it's a really freaking awesome moment, and I know you're just gonna fall out of your seat laughing
0: because of i it. really i really wish you guys had the call-ins because i could be like hi long time listener first time caller <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah so dn dark episode 18 i believe a- episode 18 uh it can be found in the link below and i highly recommend if you guys not have not listened to dn dark yet i highly recommend it it's a very funny show uh very and a very a very fun show it's just it's a good show all around
1: yeah fun times are had by all and then we get then there are times we do get serious feelings are involved but then fun it's times the are had by angstiest all. it's the angstiest comedy show on the internet <laughs> I mean, let's be real it's grayson who plays jack the invisible man he has all the angst hey he might be watching this you don't know that's true that's true i mean he's not right. gonna disagree with us you want to do your week first sure Uh, so my week was a little bit interesting but there are a few things media wise that i did start and i do want to talk about the first i want to talk about because i know brandon you probably already finished it is i finally started season four of the dragon prince the mystery of Avaros. oh buddy i haven't started it yet i forgot it came out (laughs) never mind so i watched like the first five four or five episodes give or take how is it i it's dragon prince (laughs)
0: Well, I know, but like, do you do you need to remember the first three seasons very I, well? Because I've I really. i i will be honest, I kind of forget, I kind of forgot a lot of it.
1: So the good news is once you start season four, there is a recap.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Yeah, there is a recap, and it does tell you what happens. I mean, it's classic Dragon Prince humor. Um the one thing I will say is that this series takes place two years after the events of season three. Mm-hmm. So some of the characters have grown up. There's a few redesigns here and there. Um, I mean, I'm I'm into it. I loved the Dragon Prince since day one. I love the world it's in. Um, the animation, while it's not my favorite, it grew on me. Um, I'm there for the characters. I'm there for the lore. I'm there for the story. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I sorry. It's okay. You shouldn't mute yourself when you're talking,
0: though. it's yeah, You can, I, keep, I <laughs> you can yeah. keep talking over them. That it's only when I'm talking that their audio will will uh, overpower. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. But what was I? What was I saying? Bloody hell! Yeah. It's it's fun. It is a fun show. I'm not finished with it yet, but I plan to finish it finish it soonish. Um. Really, it was just when I came home, I was like, you know, I'm gonna start the Dragon Prince, and I started watching Dragon Prince. So I'm like, oh, I gotta. Because when I started watching season three, I remember I binged it in one night. Yeah, and I almost started binging it, but then it's like, oh wait, no, I have to go to work or I have to do this. I need to do things, so I had to. I forced myself to stop. But I would say, if I mean, if you're a fan of Dragon Prince, so far, so far, it's really, it's still pretty damn good.
0: That's good to hear. I should. Yeah. I
1: really need to get on it. Uh, it luckily, it's there on Netflix. and As far as I know, Netflix isn't taking away any of their shows. HBO. No, they have taken Netflix has removed some of their shows so
0: far. Oh, shit. God damn it. I don't remember what. I don't remember what exactly, but it wasn't a show they owned. Oh, they took away the Marvel shows. Oh, but they rented up Disney Plus. That's different. I know. I'm just saying. They, they've they done it.
1: Yeah, but that they essentially that just went from one home to a different home. And you can still watch it. It's not like HBO where it's like, hey, we're removing this forever. And you can never see it no matter what. Bye. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, so the other thing I want to talk about is I finally got my hands on a copy of Metroid Prime Remastered.
0: Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that was a game, so as a lot of longtime listeners know, I've never played the original Metroid Prime games on the GameCube or the Nintendo Wii. It's one of those games I was praying that Nintendo would remaster for the longest time. They finally did, and when the physical copy dropped, apparently not a lot of copies made it to uh, stores. Pete, those physical copies were gobbled up and scalpers are having a field day about it actually that drove me to write an article that has yet to be released on go nintendo but it will soon about Nintendo's supply problem thankfully i was able to snag a copy and once i did oh i am so mad i never played this back in the day metroid prime remastered truly is an amazing game I'm playing the way that I'm playing with the dual stick controls, so it plays like a regular FPS, but it's not an FPS like Call of Duty or even Doom, where Doom has some exploration things like sprinkled throughout, right? Because it's like it's like mostly mayhem run and gun, shoot, 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 and then a little bit of exploration. Mm-hmm. Metroid is more exploration, and every room you go into is like, oh shit, I still have to I still have to run and gun. Yeah. So it is it is phenomenal. I'm, I'm still very early in the game. I'm only like maybe two and a half, four hours or two and a half, three, maybe four hours into it. But those that short time while I was able to play it this week, oh my gosh. I am just like, why had I never gotten this game sooner? I am upset. I am mad because this game is phenomenal. That's good. I'm really glad you found one. Mm-hmm. me too i'm just glad i called up gamestop one day i just came home from the gym and i, was, I showered and i just was like you know i'm just gonna call gamestop to see if they got a copy in and they're like uh yeah we do it was like cool on my way and i picked it up It's good uh anything else? no pretty much just i want to talk about dragon prince and um and metroid oh also mm-hmm. i got kirby to dreamland that oh. game's super cute super fun um definitely worth it if you have a partner who's who loves kirby or it's it's a fun side schooling game to play with your partner because i've been i played it with Annie for a hot second it's truly fun i'm really glad i got that game for us
0: a little inside baseball real quickly um if you see me yawning a lot i apologize i'm not doing this episode high i'm trying to see if i could get through it without it and uh normally being high is kind of a stimulant for me like i'm kind of like energetic with it so i'm wondering how this is going to go so we'll see. We'll see. All right, how was uh, oh, your week, bud? okay. My week was fine. I spent doing a big thing that I will talk about last, actually. Um, I watched the first episode of Poker Face. It's a really good yeah. show. Okay. It's a really good show. Right, look, it's Ryan Johnson. It's a Ryan Johnson murder mystery and it's a lot of fun. It's not so much a who done it, though, it's a why done it, which is oh, okay. very interesting because you do know who the killer is, at least in the first episode. Like you see the murder happen. Mm-hmm. But it's the why mm. that cha- that that is that is the that is the mystery of it. Uh, Natasha Lynch, I believe, is her name. She's fantastic. Um nice. It's Charlie Kale mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good show. I've only seen the first episode. I'm looking forward to watching more. Ben, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. How much do you know about the Titanic conspiracy?
1: The Titanic conspiracy? Mm-hmm.
0: You know the ship, the Titanic.
1: Yeah, it sank in nineteen twelve. Yeah, do you know about
0: the conspiracy surrounding it? Uh,
1: let me guess. The conspiracy is the ship never really sank and it's still floating around somewhere in the in the Atlantic. No, so okay,
0: Ben. Let me t- let me tell you. Let me tell you what I know about the about this before I talk about what I'm what what I'm setting up.
1: I um, am very very curious.
0: <laughs> there is a there is a conspiracy theory that the Titanic did not sink. It was actually her sister ship, the Olympic. So for those of you who don't know, three ships were built.
1: There are yeah, three yeah.
0: identical ships, the Olympic, yeah, yeah. the Titanic, and the Britannic.
1: Yeah, the um, Olympic, Titanic, they were cruise ships, but the Britannic was a medic ship, right?
0: Yeah, I believe because it, hit, it was around when the war happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, but it was supposed
0: it was, to be a cruise ship.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be a cruise ship, but it was retrofit, or it wasn't retrofitted, but they, but because, yeah, Titanic's like in 1912. 1914, World War One broke out, so the ship became a a medic ship, um, shipping wounded sailors to and from. And I want to say, I might be wrong, but it was hit by a sea mine, and that's how it sank. But let me ask you: these ships were
0: these ships are identical. The Titanic and the Britannic, uh, and the Titanic and Olympic are very identical. It'd be very easy to paint over the name and call it the Titanic instead of the Olympic so here's what i'm getting at i started listening to a podcast called did titanic sink um now i have been familiar with this uh conspiracy theory for a very long time um it's pretty it's it's all it's kind of famous um i think what happened was uh one of the builders one of the people involved in the building of the titanic on his deathbed said the titanic didn't sink it was the olympic and then that kind of i think started this whole thing but anyway so this so this podcast goes through this conspiracy because the one of the co-hosts on the podcast believes wholeheartedly that it wasn't the Titanic it was the Olympic. And the other one is it thinks this is all this whole thing is stupid.
1: Um so, I mean as far as conspiracy theories go there are more harmful ones out there than whether yeah, there or not are. the
0: Titanic sank or not. So I'm not a big conspiracy guy. I've I well, I don't really believe in any conspiracies. I'm not I don't I, I think it what, it, like the moon landing thing yeah of course i believe we landed on the moon that who there'd be people talking about how we didn't land on the moon you can't keep a conspiracy like that quiet forever right. um but anyway so this is called the did the Titanic sink and so it's a podcast series about 30 minute episodes i think it's about eight episodes i'm four episodes in um about i like so here's the thing I like fun conspiracies, conspiracies that are just kind of fun to think about and blah blah blah. And that's what this Titanic one is. So in the first few episodes, they talk about how the Olympic had a had a lot of problems when it first when it first launched. It launched first, and then the Titanic was meant to follow a year later because this was an Olympic class uh, liner, uh, named after the first ship. So the Olympic launched first, had its maiden voyage. Doing okay. Sank a British naval naval ship on accident. Um, the the propellers on the Olympic and the Titanic were so large that it would destroy tugboats. They would just get sucked in. <laughs> Isn't that insane? So like uh, this, I mean, this was the biggest ship on the ocean. There was like no, There was nothing this big at the time, uh, and now our cruise ships are like three times the size.
1: Yeah, I'm still even when there are times i've driven past cruise ships or even when i would go pick up i think i picked up my mom when she went to a cruise ship from at a long beach and just like looking at the carnival cruise ships uh, i'm just like that's really freaking big yeah the titanic isn't even that big yeah not Um, even that have you have you been on an aircraft carrier before like the uss midway in san diego have you been on that
0: i don't think i've been on an aircraft carrier i've I've seen one
1: yeah they're also really big
0: So the uh, by the way, there's a new Enterprise on the seas. Really? Yay. Yeah, yay. we Is launched a new it? aircraft carrier. Ooh, okay, yay! I think we launched it. I know it's coming. If it's not launched, it's coming. All right. Um, anyway, um, I did a big report when I was in high school about the Enterprise, the the history of the the aircraft carrier, and then lineage of that name. Nice. Um, because I'm a Star Trek freak. Anyway, the Titanic. Um, so the Olympic had a lot of problems. It was really badly damaged. Um, It got into a crash with a naval, with a naval warship, a British naval warship. And this, this naval warship that was designed to ram boats and sink them sank. (laughs) That's how power, that's how strong these Olympic class liners were. (laughs) So this being badly damaged had to be put back into the dock. And so what they were doing were moving parts uh, from the Titanic to repair the Olympic. Very easy to do is the same ship. You just like, okay. But that delayed the Titanic. You were now, now Atlantic, Atlantic, um, Star Atlantic Star, I think is the company's name.
1: New they, Line Star.
0: No, it's Atlantic Star. It's Atlantic was, something.
1: Let me double check. I, um,
0: whoever, whoever was building it,
1: uh, you know, was it, was it very very White easy. Star? Was it? I think it was White Star Line. Hmm, it might be White Star Line. I think it is because I think White I, Star Line. Well, let me look up White Star. So, the, the while you look that up, I'll just kind of quickly kind of go through this. Uh, White Star Line. The White Star Line is a British shipping company founded out of the remains of a defunct packet. Gradually rose up to become the most prominent shipping lines in the world. Blah, 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 blah.
0: So, I guess it was a White Star.
1: Uh, today's remember the a vessel Oceanic, blah, blah, Atlantic Republic. Oh, loss of the Titanic in 1912 and the wartime seeking of the HMS Britannic in 1916.
0: Yeah. So it was the White Star Line. Okay. White Star Line. Yeah. So so the White Star Line, they they it's very easy because these ships are built with the same parts, you move them. Anyway, so like you know why the Titanic is so tragic, right? Like the Titanic was built to be quote unquote unsinkable, but mm-hmm. the designer, the guy Victor Garber plays in the in the movie, um he had these ideas for like okay, well this ship is so big, let's Let's make bigger precautions. So one of his ideas is just like, let's build a second hull. So if the, that hull is compromised, then the interior, the, the actual ship will be inside a hull. Basically, you build the ship twice. Double the money though. So no, you can't do that. Uh, we don't want to spend the money on that. Okay. Well, you won't do that. How about the watertight seal? Comp- how about the watertight compartments? Put them to a deck. Make them higher so that what so that's more water. And so the Titanic was built so that if four watertight compartments were completely flooded it could still sail. The problem was that it hit the yeah. fifth one and then the sixth one. Yeah. That was the that was the issue that the that the that the Titanic hit. But so okay so so the spillage would take would take longer. No, that gets in that's it gets in the way of the of the of the dining halls. We can't do that. Aesthetically it just wouldn't look nice. Okay, well I designed the ship to hold 64 lifeboats. Let's do that. No, we're only legally allowed we're only legally required to have 16.
1: So let's just have 16. Hmm. Why does this sound wow. When,
0: so anyway, corpor- when corporations
1: was- try to cut corners for safety, doesn't that sound I mean, but like something-
0: nothing this big has been on the ocean before, so like it doesn't matter. Like it's too big to fail. There's no way the ship could sink. And in fact, honestly, if it had hit the iceberg head on, it wouldn't have.
1: That's because
0: the holes in the side that that did it in.
1: Yeah, it's because it scraped it on the side. If it rammed head first, it probably was split it or at least did something to it. But would have
0: just had a the worst that would have happened would you you have a dented front.
1: Yeah, a big ass dent in the bow. Uh, because there are because they are there are ships designed to break through ice. I mean, they're icebreakers, literal icebreakers, but they're specifically built in made for arctic and antarctic um sailing and exploring yeah
0: so anyway so that's that's the stuff we know but the stuff we don't the quote-unquote we don't know um is the the fun conspiracy stuff is that you know the titanic was on fire for three weeks uh and it was so the idea was that the titanic the quote-unquote titanic was supposed to sink so that you they would get the insurance money because white star liners were not making any money while both the Titanic and the Olympic were docked because the Olympic needed repairs and the Titanic was delayed. So what they did was, so this theory is that they painted over the, the Olympic, named it the Titanic, set it sail, and then it was supposed to sink. And then they would get, they would get the money back. They would get the money from that insurance because, oh, our new ship
1: sank so okay um, the like the 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 conspiracy got fun up until the part where they said oh yeah they were supposed the the ship was supposed to sink with all these people on board so that ah
0: yes it wasn't supposed to sink with all those people a fire would have sunk the ship in 12 hours which is plenty of time for a rescue ship to come to her aid okay the problem with the titanic sinking was that the so the Titanic? So this is this is not the conspiracy part, but the the issue was that the closest ship was four hours away, and it took the Titanic three hours to sink.
1: And also, wasn't because there no one was on the radio at the time, right?
0: Yes, no, and no one on the other ship was on the radio at the time because yep. there's actually like we know why is because they were just being annoying. Um, and again, like this was a freak accident, an iceberg. That, that iceberg was not meant to be there. Um, But the the Titanic was the Titanic again was too big to fail. So the idea was that so the conspiracy part of this is that twelve hours for the ship to sink, plenty of time to get everybody off the ship safely, fine, we're all good, no loss of life. The iceberg wasn't supposed to happen. The iceberg Mm -hmm. is the freak accident. So so instead of twelve hours, it was three. Gotcha. Okay. So that's so the iceberg is still the tragedy of it all but the conspiracy was that the titanic was meant to
1: sink okay okay well it's a fun it's a fun show i really like it honestly eh, it is it is i could see i could see why it sounds like a fun show and also i i don't it is i guess a somewhat harmless conspiracy because it's like oh that's not really titanic that was actually the olympic i can see why people can say that or do say that maybe it doesn't take
0: away from the tragedy because no no it, uh, many people still died. And again, yeah. the iceberg was not supposed to be there.
1: True. Very true.
0: So regardless of the, of whether or not you believe the conspiracy or you believe the true story, uh... true story. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> whether or not you, whichever, whichever story you believe the idea is still a tragedy.
1: Yeah, it definitely, yeah, it definitely is. But, huh. Okay. Then
0: yeah, I like it. It's a good show. I highly recommend it's 30 minute episodes. It's very easy to get through. Um, I'm halfway through. I'll talk more about it next week when I, when I finish it
1: nice yeah let me know let me know how uh let me know what happens if the guy if the one who believes the conspiracy says yeah it's it's true this 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 happened or if they jump ship literally Uh, oh grayson hello sir grayson we were just talking about you earlier
0: yeah uh no no true story lol that's very funny (laughs) um yeah i um i really enjoy the show it's a fun conspiracy to think about um whether or not the titanic of the olympic it's it's it, I, I enjoy it. Maybe maybe he'll convince me though. Maybe by the end of it, I'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? It is. It was the Olympic.
1: So does that mean if it is true, or if a lot of people believe it, James Cameron's gonna have to rename his movie Olympic instead of Titanic? You know what's really funny about that oh, movie? No. Uh, the the first off, that movie is
0: incredibly accurate. Uh, like to like when that ship is sinking, they are they are the the real problems are happening on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, the sorry. I hate this fucker. Um, the um, The designer of the Titanic, who's played by by Victor Garber in the movie, uh, his last known sighting in real life was he was throwing um, he was throwing like pieces of wood and deck chairs overboard for people because he knew I can't he, the sh- the ship can't the lifeboats can't save everyone, so I'll just throw a bunch of debris overboard so that people will so that people can climb onto it and hopefully survive. He was like an incredible guy. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but anyway are you trying to say
1: something no no i was just because tra- it's been a very long time since i was last seen the movie, but also the fact that we're talking about this it reminds me so much of the do you remember the costa concordia tragedy that happened over in italy in like 2012 no but hold that thought while i finish mm-hmm. this real quick go for it
0: um the idea is that um the uh the uh, the the so the movie keeps us, keeps it so accurate and when James Cameron re-released the movie I think in 2013 and the uh, 3D no maybe maybe 2013 when he first released it in 3D he CGI'd the sky to be the accurate night sky because it wasn't originally
1: <laughs> damn Isn't that wild that is wild
0: anyway sorry go ahead what were you saying.
1: Oh no, Um, there's a. uh, You're you're familiar with the internet historian, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He did a video a while ago about the Casa Concordia, which was the ship that. um, It didn't. Okay. It was that cruise liner ship that in Italy where it's. where it air quotes sank, but it didn't completely sink, but it was like tilted 45 degrees in the water and it was stuck.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the video is about. It's a 45 minute long video, but the entire thing is. Because that um, maritime tragedy was the worst maritime tragedy since the Titanic. Yeah, I believe it. Like a lot. Of, like unfortunately, people did die on that ship, but it, for a good four years, that ship was just chilling out in the ocean, just tilted forty, at like a forty-five odd degree angle, half submerged in the water. Jesus, that's weird. And it, yeah, it uh, was. For... It's nuts. It's a. It's a great video. I Highly recommend it. For anyone who
0: by the way hasn't seen titanic recently i highly recommend that movie is incredible
1: it i just need to rewatch it and grayson's in the chat talking about how yeah i remember reading about that he was trying to give the people in the water a chance the p the yeah. person being the guy who designed the titanic chucking debris overboard to make sure people will try to survive although it's a really part, good movie dude i oh i believe it but although part of me is not thinking it's like hey this door should fit two people chucks it over the water and there's Rose is like there's only room for one jack <laughs> See, okay, so in the movie, I'm so
0: sick of this debate. Um, I'm
1: not, no, I, I, in I the movie,
0: I, I in the joke. movie, it shows because James Cameron even got into it and he started talking about how like he was probably wrong. But in the movie, there's a bit, you know, she 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 gets up on the door, and then when Jack tries to get
1: up on the door, the whole thing topples over. That's in the movie, man. Oh no, I I did. He was wasn't he on MythBusters to try and quell that Myth, argument?
0: MythBusters. I think no he wasn't on Mythbusters but they did but he himself did do something recently where he tried to see if it was possible that Jack and Rose could have lived together but also it's an epic romance everyone needs to shut up
1: yeah oh no I I meant it as a joke I'm not trying to to fight over it I meant it as a joke my bad (laughs)
0: It's okay because I'm really fired up. But I don't really want to get into a fight the next thing I, about, I, I I did, which is I watched every single Rocky and Creed movie. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I was like, "Why
0: are we fighting? I don't want to fight you." Put them up, Ben. We're going to box. No, I so I I watched uh all the Rocky and Creed movies in the lead up for Creed 3, and I want to see Creed 3. Um, so we're gonna quickly go through this. Um, Rocky 2 is a good movie. it's it's perfectly fine. it's kind of just retreading Rocky but a half an hour but a half hour um, longer. I don't think it needs to be. That ending fight scene awesome. Awesome ending fight scene. when both Stallone and, and, and Stallone and uh, Apollo uh are 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 both down and it's down to the count. oh dude, that's a good fight. Rocky 3, I actually think is really good. That's the one with Mr. T.
1: Um, oh, that's the one I watched.
0: Yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed that one. Mr. T was a fun. He played Clubber, Clubber Lang. He was a fun villain, uh kind of this power this powerful boxer. And um uh teaming up Apollo and Rocky was a really smart idea for your third outing. And I and I think they 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 uh are, are really good together. Rocky 4 is really silly. Um that's the one that introduces Dolph Lundgren as um yeah victor as ivan drago um he he's he's fun he's fine and he doesn't really do a lot because that's not really the role he's given um the the movie should have more emotional stakes but it really doesn't and it and it kills apollo and it doesn't really matter that apollo dies in the movie it just kind of comes to nothing and it's got this really stupid monologue at the end of the movie where where, where rocky is like hey we're all the same and we you know soviet union and the united states can come together in peace and harmony and i'm just like shut up um it's it's it, it's it's okay it's not the worst rocky movie it's not the best rocky movie it's fine and silly and there's a robot and it's weirdly sci-fi i don't understand why there's a robot in that movie uh it just doesn't make any sense why there's a robot in that movie like at all um fun fact about the rocky about the rocky films all of them are written by stallone and uh two three four and six are directed by stallone so stallone has a lot of really has a lot of say in the rocky films and he really does bring like his own kind of what he's going through in his own fame uh to rocky and i think it works for the most part um it's kind of transparent but but i don't think it's a bad thing rocky five is garbage it's terrible it's an awful movie um and the fact that anybody made uh, the people who made that film should be a, ashamed of themselves um it's boring it's it's the shortest one which i guess this should be like a notch in its in its belt but it's not it's it tries to do it it does rocky training a new generation of boxer in the form of tommy gun and it's yeah tommy gun um and it's it, it's it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's not a good movie. It doesn't work on many um it doesn't feel like Stallone cared about making a fifth rocky film. It just' it's just bad. Rocky Balboa rules. That is the sixth movie. I almost like that movie more than I like the first one. I think that movie, I think that movie, um, oh, Maggie's talking about the Stallone cut. I haven't seen that one yet. So Maggie's in the comments. It says the Stallone cut goes way different in four. I am curious about this one. I haven't had a chance to watch that one. Uh, Stallone has recut the fourth Rocky film. Um, And uh, I think I might check that out soon. Um, But Rocky Balboa, really good. So that one's one's like a legacy sequel before that we had the term for legacy sequel. Um, And it's Rocky comes back and he's going to get ready. He's got one more fight in him, but he's 60 years old and they're not sure if they can. And he's going to fight the heavyweight champion of the world. It's really compelling. It's got a really great heart to it. It's it's directed and written by Stallone, and I think it might be his one of his best scripts. And it's definitely him as a really confident director. Um, it's just a solid movie all in all over. I can't praise it enough. Um, it's super sweet, super charming. Stallone is on top form. Creed one and two are incredible, and everybody should watch the Creed films. Ben, have you seen any of the Rocky or Creed films?
1: I've seen Rocky 3, the one with Mr. T. Yeah. I have not seen – I've – and I have not seen anything else.
0: So I would recommend, honestly, that you watch – well, honestly, watch all of them if you can. Um, they're all on Paramount+, Plus, I think, except for Rocky Balboa, which is on Prime, and Creed, which is on HBO Max. Um,
1: um, Creed I definitely want to watch because I want to watch the Michael B. Jordan I, – I would like to watch Creed 3 someday. Um, yeah,
0: I recommend I recommend them. They're a lot of fun. I really like boxing movies in general. Um, so the Creed, so the first Creed film, I really like. It's written, it's directed by Ryan Coogler, Black Panther fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what what Creed one does is Rocky Five, but better. Okay. Um, both Creed films have done Rocky Five and Rocky Four, but better. Um, so Rock, so so Creed. Creed 1 sees Rocky kind of come in and train train uh, uh, Adonis Creed, which is Apollo Creed's son. Um, and it's really compelling. And Stallone gives probably his best performance ever in that film. He's incredible in it. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is really great as, a, as Adonis Creed. It's a really compelling story. Um, I really like that one. Creed 2, I thought I didn't like as much as Creed 1, but I actually think I like it more. I think Creed 2 delivers an incredible emotional uh, incredible emotional stakes and pays off Rocky four in a way that Rocky four should have done because it's about Drago coming back into Creed's life and doing the rematch of Drago versus Creed. And so it's Victor Drago and it's how, and it actually gives drop uh, Ivan Drago agency and a character and the fact, and he, he's really ashamed he was, he was pushed out of Russia because of his, his lo- his loss to Rocky. And he's trying to use Victor to, to kind of get back into the good graces of Russia and, uh, you know, that kind of generational trauma and pushing this on your son. And it's mm-hmm. really compelling and really solid. And just uh, and Stallone, again, is incredible. Uh, Michael e. Jordan is incredible. It's a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Creed 2 upon rewatch. Now i will talk about Creed 3 because I would also want to see Creed 3. It's the new film. New film came out this weekend. Um, awesome. Like truly awesome. There are four, there are three great Creed movies. Um, Creed three has Jonathan Majors in top form. Michael B. Jordan directs the hell out of it. It's got some stylized fighting which has never been in the franchise before, and it's incredible. Uh, the final fight between Majors and Creed, between Majors and Jordan, awesome. One of the best fights in the whole franchise. Um, I, I I I love it. It was incredible. I think people should definitely go see it. It's it's. You know what? What's so great about a boxing movie, especially a Rocky and Creed movie, is that when you see it with a crowd in a theater, it feels like you're watching a boxing match. Like when when they're good, you can mm-hmm. feel the energy in the audience, wanting to cheer and wanting to clap and wanting to root for the for the for your hero to win. And it's and you felt and I felt that in Creed three, and it's it's so good.
1: That's just a good sports movie, right there.
0: It really is, and and I, I I'm the Creed franchise honestly i'm worried that they shouldn't make any more i think they're gonna um and but i will say only one thing i did miss rocky this is the first time that rocky hasn't been in the franchise um i don't think he's necessarily needed anymore but there's a specific scene where i felt he was and i did miss him um but that's not a detriment to the movie because I do think it's important that Creed get out of gets out of Rocky's shadow. And if you gotta do it by cutting the character out completely, I understand.
1: Yeah. Um, because uh, I was gonna ask, Rocky's not dead in this universe yet, is he?
0: No, at the end of Creed two, I don't mind spoiling this. But at the end of Creed two, he goes he who reconnects with his son and okay. kind of passes the baton to uh Creed. Okay. Um, kind of just go off and you know there's it's kind of like there's no more for me to teach you anymore
1: all right it's essentially like you are now it's like yoda telling luke he's now a jedi essentially yeah
0: essentially okay okay um yeah great that's... movies all around i've i really enjoyed going through the whole franchise
1: <laughs> that's good
0: i just need to watch korean now <laughs> literally watch two a day <laughs> that's okay shall we shall we get into our bread and butter then Alright, some sad news up top.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of them. Um,
0: yeah, it is. Uh Bernie Mattinson. Like Bernie 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 Mattins, Mattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a long-running Disney animator. Honestly, look this guy up. You've seen his work. For 70 oh, yeah. years, he's been a Disney animator. <sighs> Excuse me.
1: Died this week at the age of 87. That... A7's no, I mean, it, it's up there, but man. He was 70, still working with Disney. He was just working on Strange World. 70 years with the Walt yeah. Disney Company. I don't, I mean, when people reach their 50 years, they instantly say, I'm retired. Bye. This guy must have loved what he did so much to stay stick with it for 70 plus years. My, my gosh, that is a. Yeah that man that man better be a disney legend at this point because that is nuts incredible work by the way like yeah. I was, like i actually went back and like looked at his stuff incredible mm-hmm. i mean well, uh, are we talking like every almost every single big anime almost, feature that disney is oh
0: man if not all wow um but yeah a lot look at his imdb it's an uh, no you go on go on wikipedia and just see the list of everything he's worked on it's incredible
1: Mm-hmm. that's that's a bummer i mean well at least he's in the big animation studio in the sky now so mm-hmm.
0: shozo lazuka who is the japanese voice actor for napa the dragon ball z character and android 8 the dragon ball character uh he passed away this week at the age of 89 due to heart failure
1: yeah that's also sad yeah i mean 89 once again lives a great long life but still dad's that, age. yeah that's still a bummer
0: uh riku browning who is the suit performer for the creature of the black lagoon he was actually the last universal monster um because we've lost bella lugosi yeah. and um
1: boris Drake, karloff uh,
0: boris karloff um you know, you know all them uh he was the last one he passed away at the age of yeah. 93 this week
1: yeah that is, um sorry noise downstairs um that is that now that is a legacy right there. The fact that this person was was in the costume, the, the last universal monster costume, because even when you say universal monsters, people do bring up the, the creature from the black lagoon. Oh, I, yeah. mean, it, I mean, it's it, it's all it's all in that. It's all in that kind of canon. Yeah. Yeah, like
0: you know, were- the Wolfman, the the Frankenstein's Monster, Dracula, creatures mm-hmm. from the Black Lagoon, the Mummy. Sometimes even the fan of the Opera is considered one of them.
1: Oh yeah, um, definitely. I will definitely, especially for my uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign. But uh... the,
0: the, the the only fan of the Opera movie that's considered <laughs> one of them is a silent film from the 1920s, though. So it's not. It's kind of dubious whether or not that's ca- considered canon.
1: Yeah, but still pretty, pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Yeah,
0: uh, like it's incredible. Like this dude, I didn't even know this dude was alive, and he he he's I... the last. Universal monster that we that we had alive.
1: I honestly thought all of them had passed away. Once again, these films were like, they were made in the, the 20s and the 30s and maybe the 40s. These are very old films. So yeah. I, I just, just because it's been so long, I figured oh, these people are all, they've all passed away. They're all gone. I mean, it's sad, but the fact that they're not here, that the, these films, these projects are so old, but the fact that these projects have still lasted the test of time Like we're still seeing um, things for classic Bell Lugosi, Dracula for Boris Karloff, Frankenstein for all of these other the creature from the Black Lagoon. So the fact that these actors and these performers, their work is now officially timeless. I think that's a a high note to go on.
0: I think so, too. Real quickly, Mag's comment is very interesting to me because it can be talking about two people on this list. Uh, Bernie Mattinson also worked on The Hunchback of Notre Dame Ah. (laughs) and The Hunchback of Notre Dame is also a
1: Universal monster (laughs) Wasn't The Hunchback of Notre Dame like the very, okay so you know when we go into the Universal Studio Tour and we take the tram, ride and we see all the different movie posters from the different eras or the different years that Universal Mm -hmm. have done, am I misremembering but is The Hunchback of Notre Dame like the very first Universal picture that they have as one of their posters Oh I couldn't say, it's been too long I want to say yes, but I could be wrong. But watch, next time I go to Universal Studios, I'm just going to forget about it. because Let's be real, I'm not going there for the studio tour. I'm going to be going there for Super Nintendo World. Yeah, that place is so small. I know, I know, I know.
0: Oh, I I can't tell you. Sorry, I know a rumor. I'm still excited, though. I'm still excited to go. Did you see they put out Pokemon in in, uh, Japan? What? I believe they just they just launched Pokemon um, uh, mascots in Japan.
1: Oh, mascots probably. I, I know... think
0: it, I think they want to work I think they're going to expand the Nintendo World in Japan, oh, not here, in Japan oh, no. to include Pokemon.
1: Uh, not maybe not for Pokemon, but I do know for a fact they are expanding the Nintendo World in Japan to include Donkey Kong Country. Oh, that's cool. And when um Universal Orlando or Epic Universe, the newest the third gate over at Universal Orlando. Or mm-hmm. Universal Florida, when that park opens up, it's their Super Nintendo World is going to include um, the Donkey Kong Country expansion. Wait,
0: I hadn't heard about the third park opening in Universal Orlando.
1: Yeah, Epic Universe. It's like two miles away from the original resort.
0: That's two miles away. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's where they found the land, and they were able to. Well, yeah, they well, can't expand. Can't... They can't expand I... because they're landlocked on there. I guess technically, it's their fourth park because they all think is they did open a new water park out there too hmm. yeah because right. you have the you have the two main theme parks and now you have a third one but yeah that third one's not opening until 2025 it
0: feels like i feel like we live in the future we do um 2025 like i know it's 2023 but like you say 2025 is like oh that's so far away
1: it, it feels, feel like i'm I still mean, living
0: in the 2010s i mean
1: we i know we just got into March, but it still feels like 2025 is still a good long ways away so But it's not. Yeah, it's like it's a year and it's two years away. Uh, Tom Sizemore also
0: passed away this week. Uh, He was an actor for Saving Private Ryan. He also played a character called Anthony Sinclair in the most recent Twin Peaks season. I wish Ryan were here to talk talk about this. Uh, But he he died away. He passed away at the age of 61, which is kind of shitty. It's uh, the youngest person on this list.
1: Yeah, 61. That's not really an age to go out now, Mm but it still sucks.
0: Some casting news. Moving on to some casting news. Oh uh, the casting news. Spider-Man Across the Universe has cast uh Karan Sony uh who was the you, guys, you remember the you remember the taxi driver in Deadpool? Yeah. Driver. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember the taxi
1: driver from Deadpool.
0: Him. Uh he's he'll play Spider-Man India. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Gotham Knights is cast Doug Bradley, who is the famous Hellraiser Pinhead. Oh, okay. Um, he's been cast as Joe Chill.
1: Okay, going that route. Got it.
0: I don't know why I added that. None of us are going to watch Gotham Knights. It's the no, CW show. It looks like garbage.
1: Yeah, it looks terrible. Um, yeah, actually, I don't even watch the CW. I don't even watch regular cable TV or regular television anyway. So <laughs> there's no way in hell I'd watch this.
0: Hellboy, the crooked man, has cast the titular Hellboy. We have our third Hellboy actor in the form of Jack Kessy. He was apparently in Deadpool 2. I have no idea who um, he'll play Hellboy.
1: Uh, Jack Kessie. One second. Let me pull up the news real quick so I. Can he didn't
0: have. He didn't have anyone. I'll spell it for you. It's uh, uh Jack. It's easy. K e s y. Uh, I didn't recognize him from
1: from anything. I don't think. But if you want to look him up, you can. Yeah, I'm looking right at him. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to... Movies and TV shows. He was in Dark Web. You know what? I lied. I think I do know this actor. He wasn't... In... It says he was in Claws. Fanny would watch Claws. I think he was one of the drug lord's sons in Claws. So,
0: I don't mind... I actually think this is smart casting someone who's not as famous, like David Harbour. is pretty famous when he when he took on Hellboy because of Stranger Things. Obviously, Ron Perlman is pretty iconic as Hellboy. It's very difficult to to kind of be to kind of like pick up that role at this point because two very famous actors have played it. Um, to some people would say mid, to to different sex rates, but still. So I think casting someone a little bit more unknown. Uh, obviously, he's got. uh uh, stuff in his in his thing in in his IMDb, but there's not a lot that we would recognize him from so having someone be able to come in and kind of chameleon into the role i think is a smarter move than casting someone that we would be like oh this is the david harbour hellboy though this is the this is the 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 the, who would adam scott as hellboy like you know uh like it's smart to cast someone that's not so famous
1: yeah, so when you go, so that way, when people go see this Hellboy film, they're not thinking, "Oh, David Harbor." I mean, yes, having a big name star does help draw people in, but if I remember correctly, even when David Harbor played Hellboy, not a lot of people went to see that movie. No, um, and
0: I, I think at this point, any Hellboy movie is going to have an uphill battle because we're coming in pretty soon after the David Harbor Hellboy, which wasn't well yeah. received. I know, I think Sparks and Ryan really liked it. I personally didn't. Um, I, I think I enjoyed it.
1: But I don't know if I loved it. I wasn't I on remember. the review, so I don't actually remember where you guys were. Where you guys like, landed? I can't remember. It's been so long. But I, I actually I have to agree with you because that way when people say, "Yeah, we're gonna go see the new Hellboy," you just say, "We're gonna go see the new Hellboy." Yes,
0: but so, like, but still, they still you still have a have an uphill problem of like. I think doing I I truly think actually doing a theatrical film is probably a mistake. I think the way to go is a TV show at this point. Because you want to differentiate yourself enough from previous Hellboy incarnations. If you do another Hellboy movie, people are going to wonder if there is a connection between the last film or the film before. Again, because we are coming in so hot off the heels of the David Harbour Hellboy, people will start to wonder oh, is this a new Hellboy or is this a sequel to that Hellboy? Yeah. And yeah. perhaps perhaps I'm not giving them enough credit because perhaps I'm not giving the audience enough credit because this is a period piece rather than rather than set in the present day so maybe that, maybe that'll be easier an easier sell but i don't know it's interesting to try to do another hellboy this this soon though
1: yeah that it is um honestly i was not expecting another hellboy for a good long while but i good mean hey if though. they if they have faith in this project go for it,
0: it Mike be Nola writing it does give me more faith than anything else at this point
1: yeah that also helps a lot
0: <laughs> anyway uh alien um As we know, Fede Alvarez is working on a a new Alien film coming to Hulu. For those of you who don't know Fede Alvarez, he did the Evil Dead remake, and I believe, Don't Breathe, um, but he's going to do Alien for Hulu. And this is not connected to the Noah Holly, Alien TV series also coming to Hulu. Although I'm actually not sure if that show is still happening.
1: So there are two Alien shows coming to Hulu? No, this is a movie.
0: Oh, okay. This is a movie. So Fede Alvarez has cast the big casting announcement here. So Isabel, Isabella Merced, uh, who played Dora and Dora and the lost city of gold. And that is not a slight. She's incredible in that movie. That movie rules. People should watch Dora and the lost city of gold. It's awesome. Um, Have you seen it, Ben? I have not. Tom Paramount plus go watch it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. she, she's incredible anyway if she's gonna be she's gonna be it sounds like one of the leads of the movie um you know she you know who she was she was the little girl in in the transformers the last night
1: oh she was yeah okay okay yeah i remember who she is now less good movie go watch yeah. Dora in the lost city of gold you know i was a i remember when i was seeing trailers for so that movie i was like i kind of want to see Dora and the lost city of gold people because... shouldn't sleep on that movie it is really
0: good all right, I anyway.
1: think it's it, yeah okay yeah let's let's uh
0: kaylee Sp- Spancy Spancy Spancy
1: I think it's Spany it's spelled on the sheet as S P A N Y A E N Y so maybe
0: Spany the lead girl from Pacific Rim Uprising uh, the mm-hmm. girl who made the little the little the little bully the little roly poly mech um Oh yeah she's cast um David Johnson um, who I, I think this is one of his first big roles. Archie Renault from Morbius. Spike Fern from The Batman. I think he's the little boy. I think he's the little boy from The Batman. Because one of those movies is really good. The other, yeah. not so much. Morbius is what we would recognize him from. Mm. Or specifically you, because you went to see it.
1: Yeah. Was I seriously the one who went and saw Morbius?
0: I still haven't seen
1: it. Don't. Don't waste your time, bud. Just just stay away.
0: And then and Aileen Wu. Have also been cast and the film starts filming on March 9th. Alrighty. Looking forward to it. Yeah, hey, me too. Actually, that's this Thursday. Oh, yeah, it is. Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast in Robert Egger's Nosferatu remake. Very is... excited for this movie. I'm so happy it's happening.
1: Is he he's not no we don't know who Nosferatu is, right? I don't know. I think we do. I
0: think we think we know. All but right. he's I don't think it's gonna be him. Okay i have to look at the list again but i i don't think it's him
1: all right but still hey it's gotta be someone lanky yeah definitely because you know nosferatu is all just tall lanky, and
0: it's wild to me that people recognize nosferatu more as a meme from spongebob than they do as a movie from the 1920s you
1: you know what unfortunately okay i'm not one of those people but i've never seen nosferatu there was this um, it's hard to watch honestly
0: it's not it's not easily accessible
1: Oh, no, I'm not saying it's easily accessible. I just know of Nosferatu because there was this um, bat documentary, or not documentary, just like, you know, like those kids learning videos about a certain animal. Mm. I was a big, I love bats when I was a kid. Like bats were my favorite animal. And I was watching this videotape and they would talk about vampires and they would show clips of Nosferatu and that's Batman. Funny. And, and when I saw that vampire in that SpongeBob episode, I'm like, Hey, that's that one dude from that, bat documentary or that batch sh- videotape. I used to watch a lot as a kid. And then it's like, Oh, that's Nosferatu. Who the hell's Nosferatu? Yeah.
0: Nosferatu. So yeah, I'm actually yeah. really happy. It was coming because it didn't look like it was. mhm the Penguin TV series on HBO Max is cast Salvatore Moroni. We heard him a lot in the Batman. He gets a he gets a huge play in the Batman, but now we know that Clancy Brown will play him, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: Uh yeah, Clancy Brown rules. I, uh, Salvatore Moroni's going it's gonna be man, we're getting the penguin crime drama.
1: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this penguin show. Normally when we hear when we hear um Shows or movies about about side characters from Batman or everything else. I just get kind of uh I don't know, but the second I hear about the Penguin, I'm like I'm in. I'm well, full it's, it's on. It's not in. so
0: much. It's not so much as the Penguin as it is.
1: It's Matt Reeves. Yeah, it's Matt Reeves and it's Colin. um Ferrell? We both it's, said something different. It's one of
0: the Collins. Yeah, it's one of them. Probably Colin Farrell. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I I if Matt Reeves wasn't doing this, if this was anyone else, I probably would be a bit more hesitant. But because the Batman is such an incredible movie, and Matt Reeves is developing the series, and it's calling what's his face um, as the Penguin, I'm so in. And we're we're getting Salvatore Maroni, um, which means we could probably get um, Falcone and Maroni in one scene
1: together. Mm-hmm. That'd be so good. Falcone was played by John Turturro, right? Yes. Okay. Cool.
0: Um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, for those of you who don't know, is a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming from the co-director of The Mitchells vs. the Machines and Seth Rogen.
1: Yes, 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 yes. All of the yes.
0: Yeah, so this will be an animated film um, done in the in the kind of like what we're seeing, like this 2D, 3D hybrid animation style. Um, we have stills. We don't really have footage yet. We're getting footage soon. Um, but what they did do is announce the entire cast.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, gonna I'm go looking at. That. I am looking at this cast list, and I am like, "Oh, hell yes!" So hell A- yes to all of this. Ayo Adibiri
0: from the Bear will play April O'Neill. Um, Seth Rogen will play Bebop. John John Cena will play Rocksteady. Giancarlo Esposito will play Baxter Stockman paul rudd will play mondo gecko jackie chan will play
1: splinter that's exciting that's really that, cool you know what the fact that he hasn't played splinter yet just blows my mind and now that he's finally playing i was like you know what he should have been playing splinter years ago yeah maya rudolph will
0: play cynthia utram mm-hmm. hannibal Buress will play genghis frog that's a great name it is a great name post malone will play ray fillet that's funny
1: that's interesting okay
0: uh rose Byrne will play leatherhead all right Natasha demetrio will play wingnut mm-hmm. ice cube will play superfly <laughs> brady noon from good boys and mighty ducks the game changers uh he's the lead okay well, he's not the lead in, in good boys but he's one of the kids he plays thor in good boys if you know what that is uh, I you know, don't good- know that movie
1: Good Boys is that is that movie where the three kids where they go in and do um, yes. stuff, right?
0: Yes. Very funny movie. Should definitely check it out if you haven't. I,
1: I should have. Damn.
0: Oh, well. well, he's going to play Raphael. Okay. Micah Abbey will play Donnie. Donatello. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shimon Brown Jr. will play Michelangelo or Mike, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Cantu, who's in the Fablemans, will play Leonardo. aka Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible cast.
1: I am. I feel like I... Okay, so thanks to Shredder's Revenge, which is that um, side-scrolling beat-em-up game that just came out the other uh, last year for all major consoles, which is essentially a um, a throwback to old-school arcade beat-em-ups, I know some of these characters because you fight a lot of different TMNT bosses through that game. I haven't heard
0: of most of these characters.
1: Neither have I, and I think yeah. I recognize a few of them thanks to the game. I Once again, I am... I can only—I don't want to say this is based off of the old cartoon because you know, Turtles has had so many different cartoons and so many different iterations of media throughout the years. But looking at this, I mean, of course, we know Bebop, we know Rocksteady, but I did notice there was one name missing. There's no Shredder. Yeah, I don't think they're doing Shredder this movie. That I don't want to say bold move, Cotton, but at the same time, kind of a bold move, Cotton. I think a smart move.
0: Because uh, yeah. you know the 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 bay the bay films are still. I know Baby did direct them, but he's associated with them. Um, but they're still in people's minds at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ninja Turtles. And if you are doing what looks like they're doing, which is kind of this radical reinvention stylistically, at least of the Ninja Turtles, you know, it's not a, it's not, it's clearly not a movie based on the original comic, which is incredibly dark. It's not even a, a show based on any. It's not a movie based on any comic comic thing but um the idea that we're kind of doing this reinvention of the turtles we need to we don't want to put splinter in the first film because we want people to come back for another one and the next one would be splinter uh and then that that way shredder thank you um you want the next one to be shredder um, mm-hmm. so that you can or even the or the third one so you have somewhere to go you don't okay. want to put everything at in the first in the first thing true because you know kang's kang right kang krang krang, krang. krang. Yeah, krang. he's also that, not
1: in this so like i yeah, understand the, the tech yeah technodrome yeah
0: so like you still you have places to go because what, what i'm seeing here is a bunch of side characters from the turtles franchise and many of these many of these characters haven't been in movies before um mm-hmm. and i haven't seen a lot of the. i haven't seen too many shows so i'm sure they're in the shows but like as far as mainstream Mm -hmm. audiences goes this is a this is almost an entirely new
1: cast of characters to get introduced to also no oh no casey jones interesting
0: yeah well the first the first the first first film didn't have
1: sure the first one yeah first one didn't have casey jones um
0: yeah, I, I could see that. I could see if the, the if... first
1: the first Bay film, didn't that? Yeah, yeah. Talking. No, I I know what you were, you were talking about. You know what? That was I Stephen actually... Amell. Yeah, I know. When he was. showed up,
0: it was Stephen Amell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you never saw um uh Out of the Shadows, right? The second Bay Turtles film. Oh, huh. I don't know.
0: They kind of bloomed together, honestly.
1: Yeah, I I
0: I didn't hate it. I thought yeah. it was
1: pretty fun. Oh, you
0: know what? I haven't seen it because I've heard people say it's better, and I I haven't seen it.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I saw it in theaters. It was actually not that bad. I was expecting it to be a lot worse, but it was pretty. It was really good, so, or maybe not really good, but it was still pretty decent.
0: So Mag, Mag brought up um, it would be more hype to have Usagi Yojimbo for deep fans, but would be too much. Yeah, it, was, it would be too much because y- Usagi Yojimbo is pretty deep cut for for that for that character. But um, uh, real quickly, this is not in the news. Mag, did you hear that they're doing a new crossover with Usagi? um they're a tur- they're going to do a turtles miniseries um in the comics uh uh when it's going to be crossing over um i personally haven't read usagi Ojimbo yet but i have got the first volume that i want to check out uh i've heard great things about the characters so.
1: i've only heard things about Usa. i only know usagi Ojimbo because i think i have some viz comic books but they're pokemon comic books like standard american size books sure um but they're drawn black and white manga style and there's ads for usagi yojimbo in those books and i'm like i don't know who this character is but that's a rabbit with a samurai sword and i think that's cool he's a cool character There was actually a show netflix did a, did a show recently
0: um and a kids animated show that was based on usagi yojimbo i didn't hear anything about it but it happened,
1: happened. Uh, max still in the comments saying that already hyped for it as always recommend reading the old books
0: yeah i tried to read i want to read the first run because i know they've done omnis but omnibus uh books but like i can never find the first volume of those whenever i'm looking in stores so i I just decided to buy it online anyway um all right lord of the rings news Mm. talked about this last week we talked about how how uh wants to make new lord of the rings movies well We now know that the reason why is because he wants Lord of the Rings to be a franchise in the vein of Star Wars.
1: Thanks, mm, I hate no.
0: it. No, no,
1: I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I hate this. I hate this so much. And it's not the fact that there's a po- look, I'm OK. I-, I like more Lord of the Rings. I love Lord. Of the- you guys, you. I love Lord of the Rings films. I tolerate the Hobbit movies. I mean, I'll probably still put them on every once in a while in case I just want a good adventure. Desolation of Smog is my personal favorite because, you know, I don't hate them. I don't hate them either. But I hate this idea of wanting to turn the Lord of the Rings into Star Wars because the Lord, I feel like, I mean, yes, I know there's a lot of stories that you can do thanks to Cimmerillion, but at the same time, while Star Wars has Star Wars, like with George Lucas, like, hey, this is a set story, but there are still so much more that Star Wars could be and has been. Whereas with Lord of the Rings, I feel that it's much more, I don't want to say set in its ways, but there's just not a lot to go off of. I feel, I see, does that, I does that, do, am I making sense? Because I have a lot are. of feelings about this.
0: No, you are, but I, I see the, I see the intent. I really do. Cause if you think about the two like I, I think Star Wars is an apt comparison. Um, not just as the films go, because you know, good original trilogy, shit prequel trilogy. Um <laughs> I like the prequels. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but the idea of like, you know, they're both expansive worlds with uh corners that have never been touched before, with millions of years of history that can be that can be mined in any way, shape, or form. But there is something about Lord of the Rings that feels I I hesitate to use this word, but almost sacred. Yeah, probably yeah, it because it started as a book, and Lord of the, and Star Wars didn't. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is really derivative of other things. Like it's it's common knowledge that it, it's it's Flash Gordon and John Carter and uh, also and World War Two movies all put in a blender and made into Star Wars, and like that's cool. But like Lord of the Rings is kind of the like the blueprint for fantasy because those books are so old. I don't I don't think this is a good idea because there's not because it's not like a comic book. It's not like a long running comic book franchise like Marvel, where you could mine stories for decades to come because there's 80 years of material that you can that that you can deal with. There is a finite amount of Lord of the Rings. And I know that Christopher Tolkien puts out a bunch of books uh, like unfinished manuscripts and, and things like that, but there's still a finite amount of Lord of the Rings. There's a finite amount of history. So if you end up going into the, into the idea of like, this is original story, you, ru- you, you, you risk, you, there's a larger risk than there is with star Wars, I think. Um, yeah. and I think, I think rings of power took a huge risk. I am happy to say that I believe it paid off. Um, there's an animated movie coming soon which i'm pretty looking forward to i think that could be kind of cool um i'd like to see that anything from that i don't know where, where that's been so i in in concept i don't think we should be so hesitant about this but we are but there's what, what does mag say is mag saying something better <laughs>
1: Um, uh, Mac, Mac is saying it's also different how much the creator has put in their works with Tolkien not uh, not much while Star Wars expanded in different shapes of forms of, of form in mass media.
0: That's a really good point how Star, mm-hmm. War, Star Wars has always kind of been a multimedia franchise uh, with books and comics and video games and multiple and multiple and multiple creators have had their spin on Star Wars whereas n- really only one person has had a say in Lord of the Rings and that's Tolkien yeah even even Jackson Peter Jackson's films are ada- adaptations of Tolkien's work mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't think this is a smart idea personally no, you know what
1: I think because George Lucas created Star Wars but Peter Jackson adapted it from more I think because the Lord of the Rings films that we know and love are adaptations whereas a lot of Star Wars media while based on original works from George Lucas 100 they're 100% original in an in a very broad sense whereas you have like the um you have like the high republic or even back before disney bought lucasfilm you mentioned how there were television shows and video games there was this video game where you got the plans from the death star to get the princess leia i forgot what the the title of the game was but there was a video game about it wrong one <laughs> Before Disney. <laughs> I know. Um yeah, but there was also a game there was also a game where you were where it was solely you being a new boot, a Nubian Starfighter pilot. And of course who can forget Jedi Star Wars Jedi Starfighter for the PS2 or I mean there's bounty we, Hunter, can, list, but,
0: we can we can list off yeah. tons of games that, I I mean Republic Commando it. rules. But like the uh, I mean there are video games for Lord of the Rings there's the Shadows of Mordor games which are which are really good. So there are people who have expanded on Tolkien's lore and and have and have done it. It's just there's you know maybe if there was someone in charge who wasn't looking at Lord of the Rings as a franchise that is not being mined for money maybe i'd feel differently if there was if i felt this was like a creative feeling of like hey we've got this idea we want to dive into lord of the rings we want to do something creative with it and we want to take it in a direction we want this blah 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 i'd feel differently about it but i know that Zaslov is only looking at this as like we're not making money from lord of the rings let's fix that
1: yeah that's and I, uh, that's, that's that's
0: what i think that's where i'm rubbing up against it
1: yeah, and like if there's someone out there saying, look, we have a bunch of people on staff talking about Lord of the Rings, how how they have ideas for films and other and X, Y, and Z, we want to expand on that. Cool, but because I know it's Zaslav and I know he's looking at the big name franchises under the Warner Brothers banner, saying, hey, how come we're not making money from X, Y, and Z? We exactly, you hit the nail hell on the head. And because it's Zaslav running Warner Brothers Discovery, everything that comes out of his mouth is like, hey, we're gonna do this and we are gonna try and make it like this. It's like don't oh I will say uh, now here's the thing here's the thing
0: and I'm going to segue into this because I, I tweeted this like a day before this happened I think that if Zaslav really wants to make more money from Lord of the Rings the way to do it is to re-release the original trilogy in theaters they have never yep. seen a re-release in theaters not an official one obviously I'm sure they've been in like local theaters and things like that film festivals and whatnot but like I'm talking like a like a global re-release, like we've seen with Titanic, and we saw with Avatar, like we see with Star Wars, and like we, we see this all the time. But we haven't from Lord of the Rings. Well, thank goodness they listened to me. Specifically, they listened to me then. Um, because the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, extended cut will be re- will be released in theaters come April. Thank goodness. Because that's how you do this. Look what just happened with Avatar 2 and Titanic. Avatar 2 was the third highest grossing film of all time. Then Titanic was re-released in theaters, and it became the third highest grossing film of all time again. Like, that's... There is money on the table, yes, because there's an entire generation of people who have never seen Lord of the Rings in theaters. Let them.
1: I even grew up in the air. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just tell me you have not seen Lord of the Rings in theaters?
1: Ben! <laughs> I never. My parents never took me. I Wild. wanted to go. I wanted to go see Fellowship of the Ring in theaters. I never. I just. My parents just didn't. My heart I don't know, goes out to you, sir. I don't know why they didn't. Um, I think my brother went and saw Two Towers in theaters, but when Return of the King came out, we just never went. And then as I got older, I was like, man, I should have really gone to see those movies. So and the fact that I'm talking the ex- about, and not only that, because now that the ex- that you just said the extended cut is coming to movie theaters. I still have yet to see the extended cut of Return of the King. I have seen the theatrical version, thanks to my old roommate from college who gave me the set, except he gave me the expanded set for Fellowship Two Towers, not Return, because that's all he had.
0: All four hours
1: of it. Now that Return of the King is being extended in theaters, I'm going to see this. I'm Mag. going to wait. I... Mag, <laughs> is in a ch- heartbreaking sound. Mag,
0: how heartbreaking! My, is it? my heart goes out to you, sir, because like, like truly, and like that's the like, kind of the thing I was talking about. Like, okay, yes, you get two people going to the theaters to see Lord of the Rings. You get people who haven't seen it in decades and would be who would really like to see it in theaters. Me, I would really love to see the Lord of the Rings again in theaters. Like, it's an experience. There are people who grew up in that time who had not had a chance to see it in theaters. There is an entire generation of people who have grown up Lord of the Rings, not in theaters. I don't mean to make us old, but there are people who are 20 years old who were babies when that movie came out. Yep. Those people would see it in theaters. Do you know how much money you'd make?
1: So. You much. don't
0: have to make new movies. All you have to do is re-release
1: them. It's that right. easy i mean i could already see i mean maybe not constantly keeping the theaters obviously because that takes money but maybe like every few years just like hey lord of the rings weekend do you know how much money well, not even that. How... not even that. You... put it out for a few months two months yeah you get a bunch of money yeah and also do extended marathons people did the marvel people marathons. Would die people would die ben well, no, as in, like, do, like, do, like, do, like, what, uh, uh like, movie theater marathons, like, maybe not what The Dark Knight did, but, like, what the Marvel films did. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. one whole day, a special ticket, I mean, it's a little higher price because you're going to be there, but there's breaks in between because a lot of movie theaters have restaurants and places to go eat around them. You can go and watch The Lord of the Rings, the extended cuts, two-hour break, extended cut, two-hour break, extended cut, go home
0: i, won't, I, I, yeah, do I it. don't it's an all-day thing but i would do it i don't disagree with that I, I i think that like the the easy answer for we're not making any money off of lord of the rings right now
1: is to re-release
0: those movies in theaters yeah. people would go see them i guarantee you people will go oh, see them
1: i would honestly the fact that return of the king is doing it i am going to make it my damn mission to go see return of the king in theaters
0: i want to see titanic in theaters that movie's awesome of course, I went to see it in the theaters. I would I, kill to
1: see Lord of the Rings in the theaters again. Are you kidding I, me? I would like to rewatch Titanic in theaters because you want to know how old I was when I went and saw Titanic for the very first time. How oh. old? Six. Yeah, I was a first grader. I was too. Not the young. last time. You, that's not the last time you saw it, surely. No, but it was around the last time I saw it. Ben, you haven't seen that movie in two decades. Pretty much. I mean, oh, no, you should not, fix that. Not from beginning to end. Um, because I've seen clips of it online, but I haven't watched Titanic from beginning to end in well over two that de- day. Two. You decades. should fix that. It All right. Anyway, well, what's a hey, in my defense, I was young and I was an idiot. And I was young and I was very impatient, and that's a three-hour movie. It's a three-hour and twelve-minute movie. Yeah. I get and, it. And and when I when my parents bought it on VHS, it came in two tapes.
0: Yeah,
1: that was what I knew. There's like, oh, the shit, film doesn't yeah. fit on two DVDs. What?
0: Yeah. The only time, the only way you can, the only way you can
1: watch that movie is one single disc is on Blu ray. Oh, oh my. (laughs) Let's see. Okay. Grayson's in a theater. He's like, What are you? uh, Is this about Titanic? Probably about about Titanic. Yeah. This is about Titanic. And then he, and then Grayson goes, Been in a theater. Baps. Baps. I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah. Explain that one, Grayson. But let's move on.
1: Yeah. Let's move on.
0: Um, Yeah. I, look. I'm happy. I'm I'm over the moon that they're releasing the extended cut of Lord of the Rings in theaters. I will. I I'm I'm going to
1: be there, one hundred percent. That's not going to be a one weekend only thing, right?
0: I don't know. Oh, it God, sounds oh, like God. this is a. It sounds like this is like a, not like a proper release, but like what we saw with Titanic, where you get like a good couple weeks.
1: Okay, good. Because if it's only going to be a one weekend only thing, I'm going to be upset. Generally, those are, are fathom events, and that doesn't sound like what this is. What that is. Oh,
0: faps! I'll explain when you're older. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I get it,
1: Grayson. Oh, I think I get it now. Oh, um, yeah. The, well, I was like, "When's the drawing?" Say, oh, I get it now. Okay. Leo was really attractive when he was a kid. Not a kid. <laughs> that sounds weird. That sounded do weird I, when he was do younger. I hear,
0: do I hear sirens going out of your pocket? I mean, he can date eighteen-year-olds. I can say he was he was cute when he was eighteen. Winslet, though that that scene is that that scene is sexy. Man, you know you know what I mean. Like when I am talking about like I miss like sexiness in blockbusters that I am talking yeah. about the raw sexual energy Got of Titanic, <laughs> where Kate Winslet I... and and Leo DiCaprio just want to bone. Yeah, <laughs> Winslet looks incredible. That scene, is, I didn't realize that there was nudity in that scene. I mean, I like I, I kind of figured, but like I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and I didn't realize there was like proper nudity. I was like, "Oh shit, boobies!" All right, all right, moving on. Dune: of The Sisterhood. Um, <laughs> Grayson, and... <laughs> yeah, Leo and The Departed is pretty good too. I'm a mostly straight man. Um, <laughs> Dune: The Sisterhood um, has uh, gotten some, has fallen into some trouble. Johan Renk and uh, Diane Ad- 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 Ademu-John are stepping down as director and co-showrunner. Um, this is after the film has been, the, the show has been filming. Uh, so they're going to step down. Uh, filming will pause for seven months as new showrunner, Allison Schapker, uh, who is a writer and producer on Fringe and Alias, among others, uh, will make a creative overhaul of the series. And this is to adhere it closer to Dennyville News Dune franchise. Hmm. So I guess the idea was that the previous showrunner and director were a little bit more auteur focused and were not creatively making it in line with what we saw in the first Dune movie and Warner Bros. Discovery didn't want that. Okay. Kind of on the fence about this. On the one hand, I kind of understand where you want it all to feel like of a piece, but Mm -hmm. also maybe let people do what they want.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of the same mind about this. I don't have a whole lot to say other than it sucks that a lot of people are being paused to work for seven months. But at the same time, it's like because since I'm still very new to Dune, I mean I know we read the book before the film came out a few years ago. I and after seeing the movie, I would definitely I would definitely be one of those people who would be more comfortable watching a show with um or both characters or with, with that with kind owls. of aesthetic. Exact sex, that was the word I was looking for, yeah, with aesthetics more in line to the Denny Villeneuve films. Whereas it's like, this is something completely different, but it's part of the same uh base material, so yeah, I mean, I do. I, I do. One, agree of things, that...
0: one of the things that I want to see from Denny Villeneuve if he continues with the franchise is for it to get weirder because I think, as much as I really like Dune, it's very grounded. Um, mm. and that franchise is weird <laughs> as hell. Um, and I like, I want to see weird come back into Dune. I, I wonder. I don't. I'm only speculating and kind of blowing, blowing smoke out of my ass, but like you know, there could be a sense of like this guy was maybe trying to make it a little weirder, maybe. maybe. Um, I, I I have no I have no basis for that assumption, so it's mute. It's moot at this point, but still. Um. Yeah. I I hope what we get is a good show. More than anything. Detective Pikachu. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Kreisel cell um director of portlandia um will, is set to direct he is he is locked in to direct the sequel to detective pikachu it's finally happening the sequel to the 2017 masterpiece detective pikachu is finally happening you know
1: i'm curious as to what's gonna happen because there is no sequel video game for detective pikachu it's one but and also
0: done. that game is not the same as that movie
1: true very true um huh. It's weird because I think when people were hearing or as someone like me, I don't know it's just if it's just because I'm like so entrenched in like the the hope of the next live action Pokemon movie would be Pokemon Red and Blue or something more akin to the video games, not the anime, the video games. But I'm not upset that we're getting to Texas Pikachu again because I did really love that movie. I highly enjoy that film so i would like to go back to it but at the same time it's like but i, I don't more know how than I feel anything, about
0: anything more than anything i think that the aesthetic of detective pikachu needs to be the aesthetic for live action pokemon
1: yes like the there is no definitely.
0: question in my mind that they nailed the aesthetic of that of that franchise in live action um everyone looked exactly as they should all the pokemon looked exactly as they should it looked like a world where pokemon and humans coexisted that movie mm-hmm. frankly is incredible um but i think i think what what's interesting is that it took so long to get a sequel to detective pikachu i i think there is a world where those characters come back 100% yeah. and we're and we're back in that world i I do wonder if maybe they're hoping that this one will springboard into more because I think there's actually room for a Pokemon shared universe in live action. Yeah. Um, I mean... and, I, and I think perhaps maybe if this movie does really well, because Detective Pikachu did fine. It didn't break bank. It did fine. It should have done better, frankly. Um, you could, if this one does really well, you could spin off and get that what you want to see a red and blue, a red and blue game adaptation. You could mm-hmm.
1: we could so uh there Maybe. there is a chance. There is always a chance. And also since we're getting a new Detective Pikachu movie, that just means when we go see the movie, we get a free pack of Pokemon cards, and I'm not upset about that. You know, there's also <laughs> that Netflix live action show coming. The um I don't think it's not live action stop motion.
0: No, not that one. There is oh. a there. Netflix is developing a live action Pokemon show. We've talked that's about this eight. Well, in fairness, we talked about this ages ago. I only kind of that's have it in the back right. of my memory, but it is happening.
1: That's right. I forgot about that. I was only focused on the because I, I did watch the Pokemon Presents recently. Concierge it,
0: Pokemon Concierge. Meh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon. Con, no. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's called Pokemon Concierge and stop motion animation.
0: Yeah, it looks cool. Um, I. I'm, I don't know. Netflix, if Netflix wants to keep trying anime, go ahead. They can. can. Um, So far, their track record's not great. Mm -hmm. Ben, you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan.
1: Really? I haven't noticed. You know, Uh, just in
0: case you didn't know. Well, Star Trek Discovery, the flagship Star Trek series for Paramount Plus, has been canceled. Season five is filmed, and will be and will go will under, will undergo reshoots to end the series properly.
1: Oh, so they're saying it essentially.
0: A little bit. Um, they it does it does sound like this was not the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is not necessarily sudden, but they had filmed the show with the idea that there would be a sixth season. Now, Star Trek Discovery is really every season. of Star Trek Discovery is standalone. It has a, it has an inciting incident and it ends, and there's really no lead into another season, except for season two and three. Um, but outside of that, they they really just end the season as a season. But it does feel like season five was not the idea wasn't for season five to be the end, and it sounds like Paramount Plus is doing what a lot of streaming services are doing which is cutting costs. Yeah, uh, People are starting, to, streaming companies are starting to realize that uh, streaming is a very expensive endeavor and it is not paying dividends like it was. Um, the, it really does sound, it really does feel like the bubble is about to burst. Um, the, that's kind of what we're seeing. So the idea that Paramount Plus is stepping back from streaming, kind of taking some money back and not putting as much money in and it makes sense that their most expensive show, which is Star Trek Discovery, would be, would end. Uh, at this point. Yeah. I hope they can make an ending for it because I find Discovery to be an enjoyable watch. I certainly have no no ill will against the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: but look, you know there's no denying Star Trek Discovery is a big part of Star Trek history at this point. It is the reason why all these shows exist now. Um there is no two ways about that. If it wasn't for Discovery we would not have Picard, card, Lower Decks, Prodigy, Stranger Worlds, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um with Picard coming to an end this season and Star Trek Discovery. By the way, Star Trek Discovery has been pushed to 2024 in order to kind of uh, make this ending happen. Uh, with Picard coming to an end this season and Discovery coming to an, 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 an end in the upcoming season, that leaves Strange New Worlds as the only live-action Star Trek show. And Lower Decks and Prodigy uh, as there. I think Prodigy is sh- safe. I think Strange New World is safe. I'm a little worried about Lower Decks at this point. I'll be honest. I'm honestly, a little bit worried about Star Trek in general, mm-hmm. because I think what we're seeing is a wind down, and it really felt like we were in we were winding up.
1: Yeah, just last um, year, because it also like especially last year, it feels like Star Trek was it was like Star Trek's back, baby. Um, like the, we were getting all these new shows, all these things were coming around. So, to hear that the flagship, the one that started all Star uh, Star Trek Discovery, is ending. It's it's a bummer to hear and the fact that they're forcing season five to be the last season Yeah, I'm a little nervous for I'm a little nervous for you because that uh, It reminds me a lot of what creators had to do I know I know it's not the same thing But at Disney animation where it's like they had this huge long plan for their shows But then the big wigs just said just came and said okay. No, you're actually gonna be finished here So make sure you get your endings done and you can't do the long form story that you really wanted, even though the show is wildly popular.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that. Um, like I said, Discovery doesn't really do long form storytelling. Um, it, it, every season is a self contained season that you can watch as its own, and you can always be confident that the season will be will be will end it, will end everything with a nice bow. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to give it a, a, a proper send off. There's. Two shows that have been rumored for quite some time. A Section 31 series starring Michelle Yeoh. uh, Soon to be Oscar winning Michelle Yeoh. um, And uh, a a 32nd century Starfleet Academy series. Both of which would be live action. And I would be happy to see movement on those. Um, And there's a lot of pressure to kind of spin off Picard into a new season. Into a new show. I hope that's true. I cannot deny that I'm just a little bit worried because it's not necessarily that I'm worried about star Trek. It, it, it is the, it is the fact that star Trek is now a streaming only series series and it's not a network series anymore. Right. Um, and the streaming bubble is about to pop. Mm-hmm. We are seeing net. We are seeing streaming services pull back. Uh, they're not dropping the money they used to. Netflix is struggling like hell. We're seeing it with their password sharing plans. Um, the, 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 it, it is, we are we are seeing an end of the golden age of streaming. Yeah, um, and I I believe that's a fact mm-hmm. personally. So, and I think Star Trek. i worry worried that Star Trek will be just a casualty of that.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Um. Anyway, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next maybe next week they'll be like, and here's more Star Trek. Hopefully, yeah. By the way, Picard's really good this season. That's good. I haven't had a chance to talk about this latest episode of Cookie, but it's really good. Dead by Daylight, a game we like. We do like that game. A Game we all like. Everyone on this podcast likes this game. We have a few. We have a few basement arcades on Dead by Daylight. Well, anyway, Blumhouse and Jay, and James Wan's Atomic Monster have entered
1: into a partnership to develop a Dead by Daylight movie. I can see this being good. Me too. I mean, Dead by Daylight. If before we got all the, the movie tying characters like you know, uh, Freddy. Uh, Michael Myers um Ghostface there's a lot of really good create um original ki- monsters and killers there's a creative lore to the game as well mm-hmm, there is so i think that this could actually be a really good slasher film essentially i think this has the potential to be a really unique film
0: um yeah. if they if they kind of like mine the lore and and, br- and bring to life some of these characters some of the some of the original characters specifically I think mm-hmm. we could see something really cool um and I, I I hope I hope it could be really cool I'm excited i'm I'm excited for this we've been saying this for a while we've every time we played that by were like man they should make a movie off of this these are cool characters and they really are video game news ben oh. Elden Ring is getting a new expansion called Shadow of the Erd Tree. You're doing a Yay. thing? Doing a yeah, thing? I'm, I'm doing... sorry.
1: I'm doing the Elden Ring thing. Yeah, Uh. so it has been rumored, or it has been rumored, but it's been widely speculated that uh, we were going to get DLC for Elden Ring. A lot of From Software games do have DLC, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. They have very well-made DLC, and now that it's official that we are getting it for Elden Ring just makes me so happy it's another excuse to go inside the lands between. There's not a lot um mentioned about what the DLC is about. It, it just has some concept art that Vajividia, who's a big from software YouTuber, already did a whole video about like maybe what the game is or maybe what the DLC is about, essentially. Um, the news isn't like the, the reason why I'm excited isn't like what possibly is in the DLC. It's the fact that it's for sure real and it is happening. So Just that alone makes me excited because, damn it, from Soft, take my money. Elden Ring was a 10 out of 10 game out of the gate ever since I started playing it. so Sure. Well,
0: I'm excited for you and Ryan. And The Wolf Among Us 2 has been delayed to 2024 in order to avoid crunch.
1: I completely forgot about Wolf Among Us 2 for a while. Sure. And now that they are delaying it to 2024, I am not upset. The The reason why is because they're saying they're delaying crunch and i'm like you know what good make sure it's polished make sure it's good don't kill your employees because what people and corporations and employers have been noticing that if you kill if you work your employees hard to kill them then they're not gonna want to come to work for you anymore so well, this is kind of what we're saying also in like the vfx
0: industry right like right. we're we're seeing a lot of this the these non
1: unioned the our video, video game companies unionized i'm i want to say some are but not all of them well what
0: we're seeing as i won't say unionized but we're seeing like people take advantage of like these these like you know we're doing 14 hour days and and yeah. you only get paid for for eight of those hours and like um i think i think developers and studios need to realize that if you delay something you create a better atmosphere and you create a better product
1: yeah definitely sorry i'm trying to plug in my power cord real quick um I completely agree. Um, look, a delayed game is being delayed, it, it does suck, but it's okay. I'm totally all fine with a game being delayed a little bit longer so developers don't kill themselves over making it. Yeah. And honestly, if and honestly, once I mean we keep we mentioned it before a lot and we keep mentioning about crunch time, look at games like Cyberpunk. That game was put under intense crunch, even when CD Project Red straight up said, we're not going to do crunch. They lied. They did do crunch. The game came out a complete buggy shit mess. Yeah, it but got, then it was patched. Yeah. And
0: if you like, if you, uh, and again, this is, this goes for VFX. This goes for video games. You delay, you create a better atmosphere, which creates a better product. Mm-hmm. Period. There's really no mm-hmm. two ways about it, and nope. it's really, and I'm really happy to see a lot of video game companies realize that and say like, okay, yeah, uh, we don't want to kill our employees, so we're going to delay this thing. We're not going to get, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to comfortably make this release date, so we're going to push it. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Makes sense. Trailers. Tea
0: talk. We're in the trailer park. Peter Pan and Wendy. I didn't hate it. The only thing that has me interested in this is the director. Is the director of Pete's Dragon. Oh, um, I really like that movie. I think it is the gold standard of uh, these live-action remakes, um, the animated retellings, as they call them, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not the same movie. It's a different movie. It takes the concept and runs in a completely different direction, and it's a really sweet movie, and I really like it. I don't see that right away with this, but I'm hoping that what we're going to see is something unique and different but this trailer didn't sell me on that so far and i'm still yeah. kind of burnt out from these
1: mm-hmm. so i'm i'm I, i'll have to wait for another for another trailer yeah i'm not i'm also not 100 sold on peter pan and wendy i once again i did hate it um but i also didn't necessarily love it um i mean peter pan is definitely one of those movies that as a child it has a soft spot but watching it today is a little hard sure um, uh, because of the racism, um,
0: there's racism. Yeah. Man, uh, <laughs> what could possibly be racist about it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, Peter Pan, I like the designs, the act. I don't know if I like the design of Captain Hook or not designed. Like, I don't know who the actor playing Captain Hook Jude is. Law, I, do, I believe. Oh, that's Jude Law. I believe no so. Wonder, no wonder I liked his voice. Cause I'm like, He's that is back. a figure.
0: It's either Jude Law doing this one or a different Peter Pan movie, and I think it's this one. Let me check.
1: All right, okay. Um, either way, I think. Uh, I think I'm with you on maybe watching, needing mm. to see another trailer before if I'm definitely gonna con- watch it or I'm gonna skip it. Yeah, it's is, Jude is, Law. Okay, is this? Oh, movie... Jim
0: Gaffigan is playing Smee. That's kind of cool. Really?
1: Yeah. Why? My God, he's a perfect Smee too.
0: Ever. Damn ever anderson is playing wendy oh she played the young natasha in black widow oh and young alice in resident evil that's funny um yeah i kind of liked her in that role all right these are complete two unknowns are
1: playing peter pan and wendy which could go either way yeah it could but i think we needed a trailer yeah is this um is this disney plus only or is this also in theaters it looks like this will just be disney plus okay so the worst came is well, not to say that it's, watching I, it's either or... as
0: bad as pinocchio or it's as good as Pete's dragon and there's yeah, really it's... no
1: in between <laughs> yeah really no in between <laughs> like just while i was saying i'm just glad i never i didn't pay money to go to theaters to see this is robert zemeckis pinocchio how have you seen such bad movies we tell you not to go see
0: Pinocchio or Morbius, and yet you do it. I did go. Well, okay. yeah, you're the only one who saw Morbius, my friend. I am the only one who saw
1: Morbius. I really oh, no, have. Ben saw Morbius.
0: Sorry, Ryan saw Morbius, but he saw, he saw he saw he saw like
1: a live stream of it, I think. Yeah, I think
0: he Anyway, Haunted Mansion.
1: I am excited for this one.
0: I think this one looks pretty cool. I, they're still, they're kind of still doing a comedy angle with it, which I guess they probably can't avoid. I still lament that we're not going to get that kind of del Toro horror haunted mansion movie. Um, cause I think like haunted mansion could be a good horror movie. Um, but I think what they, I think what they're doing here is pretty interesting. Um, there's the, there's some good, uh, imagery, um, it's the bride is the kind of it looks like the bride is like the main villain
1: right constance the bride yeah yeah that looks good that actually has a genuine scare in the trailer oh no what makes me so happy about this is not only that they nailing the aesthetics of the haunted mansion they're also bringing the horror elements in um yes the haunted mansion ride itself it's it's a funny ride it's it's silly it's you got grim green ghost you got a few spooky things here Oh, the hatbox
0: ghost is in this trailer
1: the hatbox ghost is in the trailer and i i also once again i also love how they're focusing on the disneyland haunted mansion the old new orleans style house compared to walt disney world uh, magic kingdom which is a more colonial style house yeah um well it's it's, that's what i kind of i kind of wish they weren't going the comedy angle
0: because you know aesthetically it does look similar to the eddie murphy film Mm-hmm. um and so like doing like a hardcore horror i know disney's never gonna do a hardcore horror it's no. it's a pipe dream um yeah. i i totally understand that but like doing doing something like closer to a horror movie i think is was probably the smarter way to go yeah uh but that said i do think this looks pretty
1: good i am I'm all for it. I mean, Owen Wilson, Dane Devito. I also love. I also love the guy. Who, I don't know his name, but when Owen Wilson's talking to the actor who plays Ben, he's like, "I'm not going there." It's like it's ten thousand dollars. It's like, okay, cool. When do you want me there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Um,
1: um, it's like they're, they're already good. Already... Yeah, they're, they're already dead. They'll be deader. <laughs> that was good.
0: Uh, yeah, I I hope it's good. I do think what we're seeing in the trailer, as far as like humor goes, is pretty interesting. I just you know, mm-hmm. I would I would like to. Um, wait, Max says. Ma- Max says. Besides the Muppets version of the ha- Haunted Mansion, yeah, I wish it goes more Gothic horror, like how they did it in the first Pirates movie. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good analogy. How the Pirates of the Caribbean film isn't really a comedy; it's an action adventure um with horror. It's like an action adventure horror, um mm-hmm. w- which I think worked. And I think that when you play to the strengths of the ride, it works better. Which yeah. is why Pirates of the Caribbean is so good. But here kind of trying to do this horror comedy, not saying it won't work. I'm just saying that, like, I do wish we did more of like maybe something more akin to Crimson Peak than mm. akin to the first Haunted Mansion movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just hope it's good. I'm glass cubbing the theaters. Yeah. And it. I mean, so far it looks great. And it's I I'm, I, can't wait to see a second trailer to see more footage. But at the same time, it's like I'm, I'm for it. I'm in.
0: Yeah. All right. Shall we go into our main topic then? Yeah, why not? Okay, so we're going to be talking about Cocaine Bear. Uh, This is the latest film from Elizabeth Banks, written by Jimmy Warden. Uh, Cocaine Bear is in theaters now. Full spoilers. If you have not seen it, you have been warned. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. What do you think, Ben?
1: A bear does cocaine and doesn't die yeah so Uh, the true story is that the bear dies (laughs) oh dies a horrible death unfortunately but honestly it i do say it's a fun time in the theaters but all in all it's kind of a meh movie i would say interesting i mean i still had fun with it yeah i thought a lot of the cocaine stuff when the cocaine bear was on screen i thought was funny but i also felt like this movie was trying a little too hard to be a horror movie if that makes sense.
0: Mm. I don't think it was trying to be a horror movie. So I I really like this. I thought it mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Um I was um uh, uh rollicking in my in my seat. I thought it was very funny. Uh the the bear design I think is great. They kind of walk the line of like this is terrifying but also really cute. Um the, the kills are very inventive and very fun. Mm-hmm. I think the cast is clearly having a good time. Um, there's only one kill. There's only one death in the movie that actually does make me sad, um, and it's the cop's death on top of the yeah, comic. yeah. Uh, and I think that like you know, that's that 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 that's a it's a mark of a good kind of what this is, which is an absurd comedy uh, mm-hmm. of a bear doing cocaine. There's a there's one. There's one bit that was so amazing, which is the cocaine's on the leg, on the severed leg, and the bear just does a line. That was, <laughs> and fun. It was that so was,
1: good. Because the guy, when he's trying to go through the woods and he sees the cocaine and he just like fall, falls, he face plants into a brick of coke, and then he gets all the cocaine on him. And then the bear, when he's about to get to the kid, goes, ah. Oh, cocaine. Like I love that the bear, the bear, the bear is so much fun because like the bear senses
0: cocaine. He like yeah. knows where cocaine is at all times.
1: <laughs> he just constantly knows like, where's the drugs? There they are.
0: Yeah. I think that like all the deaths are really inventive and and oftentimes very funny. Um the maybe maybe the girl in the beginning isn't so funny, but like um the uh, the the guy that we're talking about who like it's hiding hiding in the tree and he like falls uh and he like it's really funny because like he falls dead the leg falls on him and then the bear falls on top of him <laughs> it's a good rule of three comedy bit
1: and just does a line right off his leg um i also kind of like the the ambulance scene quite a bit mm, yeah that that's absurd like I, I i thought that was very fun
0: the 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 um because uh, what, I, what I think is so interesting about the, about, about the ambulance characters is that they're not on screen long enough for you to really care about their deaths. And that's by design. Because like what you want in this film is not a movie where you're going to feel bad that someone's dead. You don't want to just keep watching a movie where every single time someone is killed in an absurd, gross way that you're like, oh, I like that character. Or, oh, I feel bad about that. Or blah, 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 blah. So when you introduce a character like this ambulance thing they don't have characters they are just vehicles for this bear to kill to for this bear's a uh, kill count to go up
1: literally, literally a vehicle for the to, for the kill yeah. counter to go up and like um, you
0: kind of you do kind of like root for them because they're people and you want them to to survive mm-hmm. but also their deaths are hilarious
1: I, I mean to be fair i was one of the reasons why i was interested in seeing this is because one of the, the guys who was the ambulance driver or part of the ambulance crew is a famous social media guy on tiktok instagram yeah. Um the way he dies is I think hilarious. Cause like when he opens the door and the bear just comes out of the shadows, which I would argue is also pretty scary, like especially with all the blood oh, sure. on the bear's chin. And he just like slowly closes the doors, like, I didn't see anything. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We gotta get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and his partner like runs into a tree and flies out. But the yeah. the the horrible park ranger's death is really oh. fun. What a horrible human being uh, she was. I
1: I felt I kind of felt bad for her. She just she went just, through so much. She in the lo- she just exactly she went through so much in a in a hour in an hour time span where she got mauled by a bear, like she got a huge cut on her leg. Then she got attacked again, and then she dies due to road rash from getting half of her face rubbed off on the concrete on the asphalt.
0: That's <laughs> pretty funny though <laughs>
1: rough way to go
0: yeah i think that there's um uh I, I really like the cast in this um o'shea jackson jr and olden Ehrenreich are really fun together um they have a, a a really fun dynamic that's just exactly the kind of thing i want i like hearing in this mo- i like seeing in this movie like because they get saddled with this this punk ass kid mm-hmm. um who uh and so like they kind of like start forming this bond and like their dialogue has nothing to do with their mission it's stupid and they're putting Tony questions and I think that's fun um and Alden Ehrenreich plays a guy who was just
1: he, he's a widower by
0: wife. his he's who who who's where right? his
1: his his wife died mm-hmm. it's and then, uh, <laughs> sorry one quick thing like when they're in the car or in the truck and they're driving in sight like, and they're just talking about his his wife who died he's like I think he gave her the cancer. It's like, "Ooh, my dad, my dad gave my wife the cancer." It's like, "You can't give people cancer." It's like, "Hey, yeah, can through stress, through all this other stuff." Mm-hmm. And he's just, and like he's crying. He's just like an absolute
0: mess. Um yeah, I, th- I think I think they're a really fun pair together. Um you know who 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 I really enjoyed was um the the kid from Sweet Tooth. If you have if you've seen Sweet Tooth,
1: uh, I saw the first episode, but he was the kid who played Henry, right? Who he played Sweet Tooth. Yeah, no, in in Cocaine Bear he played Henry. Yes, I don't remember anybody's names. I just saw this on Monday.
0: Um okay. <laughs> The uh yes, he played he played Henry. He's very funny in it. He has this line which is in the trailer where it's just like, I just saw a man murdered. That feels like something that's gonna stick with you forever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the line he said in the movie is very similar to it, but he's like, I wish I could forget that, but that's something, and like, even at the end of the movie, when they're walking by the carriage of the ambulance, and the mom's like, hey, don't don't look at that, don't look at it, he's like, I know I shouldn't, but I want to, as he's looking at the park ranger with her face half off. Um, I I, I really like, so for
0: those of you who don't know the true story of the bear, is that, you know, a um Pablo Escobar um, was <laughs> By the way, Cokie the Bear was right there, people. <laughs> Cokie the Bear. Cokie the Bear was right there. Who the hell named it Pablo Escobar? I don't know. Anyway, so uh, this guy dumped dumped tons of cocaine into a forest. The bear ate all of it and died immediately. Not um, all of
1: it. Well, According to the end credits of the movie, there's still cocaine out in the woods. They don't oh, know sure. where it is. But yeah, the bear got into about uh, X amount of million dollars worth of cocaine and then and over- died and OD'd immediately hardcore OD'd and died a a very bad death.
0: So in this film what I was really happy about was that it's it, it's a bear who is who has two bear cubs and lives at the end to be with their bear cubs. By the way, her she there's a bit where 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 Ray Oh, what's the actor's name? The guy who played the drug lord, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. thank you, where Ray Liotta like shoots him, shoots the bear, and um and and you think the bear is dead, and like the bear cubs are really upset about it, and then like the coke the coke like sprinkles on the bear,
1: and it's like he the bear wakes up and spits out the bullet when he gets oh, up. It is so good. Let's see. Uh, Mag and Grayson—they're both in the comics. Mag yeah. says he knows Ripley's—believe it or not—wants to buy the bear that inspired the movie because that bear was taxidermied and it is yes, on display. It, it, it's a somewhere. It's a local hero in that town.
0: uh It's in—it's like in a supermarket in that town. My God,
1: God. and Grayson says sometimes gems like cookie the bear just get left on the cutting room floor, sad face. I know it's
0: like it's it's like when 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 they do like a thing for naming a boat and most people vote for Bodie McBoatface <laughs> like sometimes Pablo Escobar is what you go with but Cokie the bear maybe somebody thinks that Pablo Escobar is a better name
1: I think Cokie the bear is better I, I um, think so too um <laughs> I had something else. I think the one character who I felt like didn't really need to show up for a twist was the um, was the, the cop. cop. Yeah, the other cop. I agree. Yeah, because I was just like, "What are you doing here? You have no ties. You're you showed up way too late. It, you're just are you just there just to give the dog to um to Alden Ehrenreich's character? I mean, okay, I guess. But other than that, I felt like she didn't really need to be in the movie for when she did show up. Yeah, the the I don't mind
0: the cop the first cop being there because I think he's got some really funny scenes and mm-hmm. some really, and, and some, you know, let's see what kind of effect that has on him. Um It's kind of fun. But the, um, the, the, the whole idea of this kind of revenge of this kind of like twist. Uh, uh, doesn't really work. It's, no. it, it's, it's it comes really, it comes really late in the movie and only serves to deliver what I think is the only sad death in the movie. And in a movie where you don't really want a sad death scene, you get one. And I I'm happy that the dog went to a good home. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like ties into Alden Ehrenreich's Ehrenreich's plotline. But like, you could have still had the cop be there and gift him the dog. Yeah. Because when he's like dying, he's like, you know, take care of my dog. You feel for the guy. And that's that sucks. Like frankly, yeah. that sucks. I don't want that in
1: my movie. Uh, especially since the beginning of the movie, he just didn't know what to do with the dog because he yeah. wanted a, a lab, and he sees this dog who I would say stereotypically on Hollywood is more of a a pr- um I don't want to say prissy, but uh, it's a princess ish dog. And when it's I say so princess, cute. I mean it is adorable, yes. But when you see that breed of dog, it's normally with a a rich socialite or some you know those type of characters
0: yeah i believe it's a shih tzu
1: yeah it's a it's a very well very well groomed shih, uh, shih tzu but that's when you see these those type of dogs with but the fact that throughout the movie he's actually like when he calls the cop again it's like hey i never gave a proper goodbye to rosette and then when he's dying he's thinking about rosette it's like oh so he does love this dog now yeah like i get to go home
0: and it's and, it, and it's really weird for me to say that I don't want emotional stakes in my movie, but I don't want emotional stakes in my cocaine bear movie.
1: <laughs> you are just here like for a movie about a bear that does cocaine. I'm
0: here to watch a, a, a bear hyped up on cocaine deliver some gruesome, brutal, funny deaths. I don't need betrayal from cop, lose my dog.
1: Yeah, I definitely I don't need, need
0: that.
1: that. Um, um, I do like the. The storyline where the mom is trying to find her daughter. I did too. I like the paint because when I saw the, the 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 paint on the There's rock, your I emotional was
0: backbone of the movie. You don't need any more than that.
1: Yeah, and I like how that, but also I just kind of like how I mean, because at that, at that point that's when I know the movie isn't taking itself too seriously, that they are having fun. Like, two kids do cocaine on screen. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 two, the two adolescent kids. What just... the shit? try to to eat the cocaine (laughs) okay and then of course the the kid who played sweet tooth goes yeah but what if it's like don't do it and and also i kind of find it funny because they were playing a lot of the old 80s don't do drugs commercials like tv herman saying this is crack this is your brain on drugs and all the other (laughs) psa bad psa's they made in the 80s um god But then, like, at the end of the movie, what they're talking about is like, yeah, we gotta go to rehab because we're cokeheads now. Woo! (laughs) You know, they're just cracking jokes about it because, you know, they survive cocaine bear.
0: And again, like, this movie, again, this movie, I think, is really funny. Like, there's two bear cubs that when you meet them, They're covered in cocaine they are white bears because of all the cocaine on them
1: (laughs) the kid even says they look like polar
0: bears yeah i like that's funny and like the bear can sense cocaine and and the bear knows that when there's a red bag around cocaine is in
1: that bag and and then it just goes and it, it just catches up to an ambulance because it's like there were no drugs in that bag yeah, it
0: like again, like the movie. The movie delivers some really funny lines, some really funny kills, um and it, it's again, it's not taking itself seriously at all um until it does. And just that one, like, I don't mean to get hung up on the one thing, but like, it's the just that one thing where I'm like,
1: I, I don't want to feel bad right now. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing to get hung up on because really i was enjoying the movie quite well up until that part and then when i was driving home trying thinking about it i was like that part didn't need to be there yeah Just and i think the, that like the, the, everything about that scene the fact that the cops dies the fact that there's a twist the fact that it was supposed to be a big emotional moment i i mean there was i thought my the big like air quotes emotional moment that actually was building up throughout the entire movie was when o'shea jackson jr got shot and then trying to keep his like keep him alive he's like he's like my 20th question but it's Joni, isn't it he's like how'd you guess he's like dude you're so predictable i just wanted to keep guessing to get the game keep the game going so he wouldn't cry on me for the whole damn day yeah like that's
0: they have a really great they have a really cute relationship honestly like the idea that like you know we're not actually friends we're work friends it's like no you're my best friend man i, just, I love you like it, it, it there's they're really good together. And yeah. All the pairings are really good together. Carrie Russell um, and Sweet Tooth are, are fun. Um, the kind of journey to go to go off finding her, her daughter is um, good emotional backbone of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's really not a whole lot more to say other than just like it's a it, it. If you want to go watch a movie where a bear gets hyped up on cocaine and kills a bunch of people. It's out there. The, yeah. the, the guy sitting next to me, by the way, had a great time watching this movie because he like the bear was like jaws to this kid. Like he like when he saw the bear, because like oftentimes when you see the bear, he's just kind of like, you know, the bear's just kind of like minding his own business, not really hunting. He's just kind of sniffing around, looking for cocaine. And when he sees people, he starts he starts to get angry. She starts to get angry. But like the dude next to me was like, Oh, it's the bear, it's cocaine bear. Get out of there, it's cocaine bear. It's like jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Yeah.
1: I think it, my th- I was pretty much in a it wasn't a completely empty theater but it was a it was an empty theater although I did hear some small children behind me so that kind of got me a little like you do and this movie, is movie made it
0: art there are children doing cocaine in this movie
1: yes uh, b- besides that, I would say that this move it, it what you see is what you get it there's no or if you see the trailer it's a bear that did cocaine based off a true story minus all the people dying
0: yeah and I, again like because like the bear he, he, at the end of the day you kind of by the end of the movie you kind of are endeared to the bear like you don't want the, anything bad to happen to the bear because now it's a mother um yeah.
1: and so like i'm glad that the bear lived at the end and can yeah be like the, the second babies the second i saw the cubs and the second the cubs started crying out i'm like don't die like 90 percent the movie was like wow how are they gonna get rid of this cocaine bear the second i saw the cubs i'm like no live the fact that live the- damn it the fact that cocaine
0: is, is, like, sprinkled on the bear multiple times in the movie, and, like, the bear is just so excited to have cocaine, just like, oh, yes, give me all the coke, and then, like, when the bear dies, quote-unquote dies, and, like, the cocaine sprinkles on the bear again, and he, get, she gets up and spits out the bullet. Like, that's that's the kind of movie this needed to be 99% of the time, and unfortunately, it's only really that 90% of the time.
1: Yeah. Although I did um, like when the cop was on top of the gazebo and he ripped the coat the, the brick and he's like sprinkling the cocaine. Yeah, that was funny. It's, the guy's like, it's a cocaine snowfall. Yeah. <laughs> um I like the cast. I really
0: like how it's directed. I like the bear. Uh I had a really good time with this one.
1: What I want to I want to say this was the first film from Elizabeth Thinks that I saw. Or maybe now. Did she direct Pitch Perfect 2? Let's
0: see, because she directed something that I can't remember the name of.
1: I know she directed Charlie's Angels, but I don't know if she directed Pitch Perfect 2.
0: You didn't see Charlie's Angels, did you? I did not. That's pretty good. Um, Let's see, as a director... Oh, excuse me. She's done a lot of shit. She's an actress. She's a good actor. Um, Director, Cocaine Bear, Charlie's Angels, Pitch Perfect 2. Yes, you are correct. okay.
1: Yeah, because when it said directed by Elizabeth Banks, I was like, I did not know that. But then of course it starts to make sense because when people were taking pictures or sure spraying around on social media about because she was at the um, at the premiere, I was like, why is Elizabeth Banks at the premiere for Cocaine Bear? And then turns out she directed it. So I'm like, okay, cool.
0: What was that uh, James Gunn produced Superman Evil Superman movie? Brightburn. Brightburn.
1: Thank you. Who the hell directed that movie? Uh no clue um but to answer your question on what why i would rate it i would probably rate it uh i rate it a 6.5 to be honest i really? mean it's that's yeah. low eh, i would still say it's good um i i was i probably i don't know i might if the more i on it on i might give it a better a better review but there are ones there are parts of the movie i do like but at the same time i just don't have a lot to say about it it's not one of those films where it's like i do have it's weird it's one of those like midley movies but i favor it a little bit more because it is just like hey we're have, here to have some fun yeah but at the same time it's just it didn't really like can i don't i don't want to say connect with me but it just it was just one of those films where i walked out I was like yeah i mean i'm not angry that i saw it but at the same time i was like yeah it's something i saw
0: Um Ryan says Ryan did send us some of his thoughts real quickly. He says, My thoughts on Cocaine Bear uh are it's a good time. I don't have much to say besides it was fun. Um I I really don't have much else to add, but I really enjoyed it. I would honestly give it an eight. It's an eight out of ten. That's good. Um it's a it's a solid time at the movies, it's raucously funny, it's uh got a really good cast who are one hundred percent sold on the film they're in. Mm-hmm. um yeah I, I had a really good time eight out of ten i think that's good
1: i i maybe by if, if i had a different theater experience it my brain might have changed because i was just in a theater with that was mostly quiet i was by myself i think the closest people to me were like two or five seats down away sure um i mean I, what's it i'm not mad that i saw it i'm glad i saw it it was funny i did chuckle but it wasn't like one of those rip roaring, ha ha ha! I'm laughing so hard. It's just like, oh, there comes Cocaine Bear. What's gonna happen?
0: Yeah, maybe it, maybe it doesn't uh, matter, but your maybe your theater
1: experience is important. Maybe it, do, yeah, maybe it does. But other once again, I, I'm still glad I saw it. All right, so that's Cocaine Bear, and we're not
0: gonna do our book club. It was Ryan's turn to do the book club uh, this week, and uh, he, he he unfortunately could not make the make the show. Rightfully Ryan's
1: certain. Ryan's window just pops up automatically. Mac, he's like, "I have been
0: summoned." <laughs> we, um, you know, I always hold that if you need to take a if you need to take a week off, you need to take a break. You take that break. This show is not worth your mental health. Um, it is worth mine. It's not worth yours.
1: Um, it's not worth yours either, Bud.
0: We'll see. If, if this works, man. If this works, if we if this works, it's worth it. I'm kidding. All right. I would prefer. I would sooner kill myself for this show. Like like work myself to the to the bone for this show than I would for any other job I've ever had, uh, let me just put it that way. Okay. I, I I like the show. I'm glad we do it, uh, but yeah, if you you know you gotta take a break. You gotta take a break. Understandable. But so his his book club of Star Wars Bounty Hunter Volume One, Galaxy's Deadliest will be next week, next week, which will also see the return of our good friend Sparks Sweetie. Yay, back from France. Uh, Next week, you will also hear us talk about Scream 6. We're here. We did it. It's time to watch the latest entry in the Scream franchise, Scream 6.
1: I don't know why I'm doing the Psycho. psycho. (laughs) That's Psycho. I don't know why I'm doing that one.
0: Uh, Cool. So, of course, uh, stay tuned for that um, and other things. All right, guys. uh, Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel.
1: Excuse me. You're excused
0: make sure you like this video subscribe to this channel check out all sorts of other things uh like i mentioned up top conversation season two is coming in april uh mm-hmm. that is i believe a, a a easy enough uh deadline for me to meet uh so stay tuned again it'll be it'll be bi-weekly like it was last time so every other week um uh so yeah i'm excited for you guys to listen to it i'm excited to listen to it There are episodes that I recorded a year ago. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. (laughs) That are definitely out of date, but you're getting them. Um, Of course, you can check out more things on our YouTube channel. Mag, of course, take care of YouTube. Catch you later. YouTube. Good night, bud. Um, Check out uh, more things on our YouTube channel, such as Fake Nerds Watch. Look, actually, a lot of these shows are video and audio, such as Fake Nerds Watch. Our our latest, uh, our audio feed is down below. If you want to check that out, our video, plenty of video stuff you can check out as well. Basement Arcade, a try video game Let's Play series. That's not on audio because it would defeat the purpose of playing a video game and uh, hearing. And you know,
1: the pause Arcade. menu is audio.
0: Pause menu is audio. Basement Arcade pause menu also on audio and video. You could check that out if you uh, on this channel. Fickner Book Club. Hopefully, we can bring that back this year. There's some talks about it, so stay tuned. Animation Station. New episode of Animation Station. Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur with uh with brian and sparks you can check that out links below <laughs> audio and video uh fake nerd cinephiles which is our new brand uh things that have just been entered into the files into the cinephiles are amp and of the wasp quantum mania scream three and four and five cream scream scream five again like this video subscribe to this channel if you'd like to support us financially you can check us out on patreon or t public which are linked below uh, we greatly appreciate all all you get would appreciate all of your support just like just watching or listening. liking is a big deal like definitely like these things um it helps us out a lot um uh, but uh, you know if you'd like to support us financially, they're there T public and patreon. or uh, you can find all the links uh, for everything in the description below uh, or at Podcast dot com where you can find links to everything. it's a home page for everything. I actually haven't put cinephiles in there yet. It's coming um thank you to everyone who listens thank you to everyone who watches the live show thank you to everyone who thank you to everyone who watches the replay we greatly appreciate all of your support we love you guys we, we love doing the show we love you guys pop it up in the chat it's a great time uh thank you to jeremy bellucci for all of our musical themes that you heard here tonight uh and for all of our musical themes that you've heard on all of our other shows and the secret third thing that i cannot mention right now but it's coming and i'm excited about it too um, you can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Volucci keyboards. Nope, at Jeremy Volucci underscore wreck of time. I gotta fix that. I gotta change that. At Jeremy Volucci underscore wreck of time, uh, or his podcast Suburban Proctologist on Instagram at subproc Podcast Facebook Suburban Proctologist official. Of course, you can find it on iTunes. Subscribe to it if you'd like. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike Matola is a wonderful human being who does a couple of our logos and has collaborated with us on many things. You can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all the Fickner podcasts, faknerguides at Fichtner Podcast, gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for CBR.com, AtomicEignum.com, and KaijoromaMedia.com. Ben.
1: You can find me becoming a dice goblin by buying more dice sets at Ben Magna27, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me Ryan for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and goNintendo.com, as well as playing Mary Frankenstein in dark which is a Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast that you can find on all your podcasting networks and new episodes come out on Wednesdays. Nice.
0: Uh, you can also find our good friends, SparksWitty at SparksWitty, S B I R K Z Witty on Instagram and Twitter, and Ryan Iliopoulos at dj Tony snark on Instagram and Twitter. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to this channel. Until next time you see us, guys. Dice? Stay fake nerds. Stay fake nerds.